that narrows it down a lot. Well, okay, come on. You had to admit that with the, okay, he's got 10 cities. The city disperses them, but they keep popping up everywhere. The gal that was in his apartment uh, was all drugged up looking at a wall and then started walking around on the second floor. Then he says he lives on the coast. Okay, that's not New York. It's not uh, uh, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, it's not South Carolina. Uh, they get literally too cold during the winter. So it's got to be oh, no, the West I, Coast. I agree. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was on the left coast. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it just it didn't narrow it down. I would have said Seattle, except you said a pool. And there actually there are a couple of complexes that do have pools in Seattle, but they're few. Um, but yeah, the, the the homeless thing in Seattle is really out of fucking control. I got to right. get the fuck out of here. Once once they said once he said homeless, I mean, how many how many coasts? I mean, how many cities on the West Coast are there that have a real homeless problem? Portland probably does. I'll grant it that. Portland and San Francisco, Seattle. Right, L.A. maybe. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, but thing about LA is they kind of have their their um they're all they're all kind of put in one area. They're not um it's just the nature of LA, you know, because it's so spread out. Right. You know, you've been out. You know how it's so sprawling; it just goes on. So it, it's a little bit different. Um, so they're not. It, it doesn't impact the way people's lives the way it does in like Seattle because they're right. You know, they're right here, and it's. It's almost like the fucking commie, and I know they're doing this on purpose. They put the fucking homeless right, like in your face. They get off on just fucking with people. Oh yeah, no, they 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 hate what you have and the fact you actually support it, and you didn't have to go run into a government position or something. They they're pissed off that you're better than them morally, productive wise, and everything else. There's no doubt in my mind they do it purposely. Yeah, they do, and that that's another thing that really because it's not like it's not that they give a fuck about these people. Like I think I don't know if I had this conversation with you because I talked about with a couple people when they had this um, city council meeting and there was a woman that a formal homeless woman and I got to give this woman credit you know she was a drug addict she lived on the street totally got her shit together working had a job now you know supported herself the whole bit and she says the last thing we need is just you know drug needles and places to in you know lawless places to encamp uh, people need drug treatment they need. Um, you know, they need, they need, uh, you know, laws to be enforced. They don't need free fucking needles and drug dens. Right. And, no, I, we, know, I mean, yeah. We talked about it. We know the solutions, but no one's going to implement it because then, then every, all those social workers would lose their jobs and the city council wouldn't have a crisis, nor an army of tuberculosis and hepatitis C to go send into where, you know, Mercer Island or wherever the real, the three or four people that work in Seattle live. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll get off my high horse, but no, no, that's fine. I just, no, I, I kind of found it curious that uh, that you. Well, I didn't find it curious. I didn't find it coincidental at all. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's Seattle." <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because you heard me drone on about yeah, the fucking homeless thing. Because it was, you know, for a long time it was. I got to tell you, Aaron. You know, Seattle. It was. It was. You know, I mean, the yeah, the winters were rough because there was a lot of gray. But I mean, it, it, it was nice. I mean, the quality of life here coming from New York City, which was such a fucking shithole, was really good. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's another thing, I guess, with, with New York, I was going to ask you. If you get into a heavily, densely populated, <clears throat> built-up town like New York City or even Chicago, you don't have a lot of green spaces to set up a, a tent. I mean, maybe you go underneath an underpass. Um, I've seen the occasional – you can't even call it a tent city, more like a, a tent settlement, a, t- a tent colony, uh, the beginnings. But then they get scurried away because they're blocking traffic. But you get to like a Seattle – 
or a Portland or something like that where there's tons of parks and greenery because green is, orga- is organic or environmental or, or green unto itself. And that gives you the perfect environment by which people could go ahead and set up tent cities. Yeah. And, well, the thing about it is that they, they actually the, – the city is actually encouraging them to set up these – uh, you know, because a lot of a lot of the green spaces are away from what the homeless people want. You know, which is access to people to panhandle and steal from. All right. So they they um, they they tend to. There, there was a homeless problem a few years ago. I, I won't get into all the details why I had to deal with it, but uh, what happened was all the businesses downtown they got together and they just dialed nine one one constantly to the point that they shut down the nine one one system. Really. Yeah, and and the, it it forced the cops to chase them out, and uh, I know about this because I, I was speaking to the, the I was speaking to the the captain here of the. Well, hang on, hang on. Before just so everybody understands, I understand <clears throat> the businesses downtown decide to in a cartelish like way just start dialing nine one one, or were there so many homeless people down there they authentically were dialing nine one one. Uh, well, both. I mean, it was a card, it was, but it was a coordinated, like all the, the business associations got together and they said, because there is ordinances against this. They okay. just weren't being enforced. Right. So the, the all the businesses got together and just dialed 911 constantly and complained about it, where it's the point where they shut down the phone system. So, the, you know, they overwhelmed it. So they the, the police kicked them out. And then they ended up setting up. And the reason I, I know the whole backstory on this was because I talked to the police captain because they ended up setting an encampment on the other side of this uh, uh, SR-99. It's this, uh, what do you call it, major, major arterial. Um, and we had a bunch of break-ins into our building because they ended up setting an encampment there. But the police will look the other way about it because they were like, look, we just got them out of downtown. Now they're there. Now we're not going to do anything until you guys start complaining and then we'll chase them somewhere else. You know, the cops, the cops just said it, it's 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 what's the word you know it's whack-a-mole whack-a-mole yeah yeah well they're there to stay because the policies that the city council loves them they provide them food clothing shelter hell probably even get well free needles they, but they then also the fucking needles for right fuck's sake. right i'm sure there's a cell phone program they got free like you can't kick them out of a library i mean it's, it's the it's a haven it's just a haven for them and they're they're lodged in they're like a tick they're not going anywhere uh, yeah, so anyway, I don't even. Uh, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about that fucking uh, woman that got killed by the illegal alien that just got made the news. Uh, which one? The, the, you know, that's like that's like a terrorist attack. It's like a, hey, a Muslim guy with a truck ran over a bunch of Europeans at a celebration. Really? What? What is it this time? What's her name? Does it matter? Uh, no, this was. Uh, hold on. A I, I, to be honest, I didn't. I didn't know about it until um, I didn't even know this one. There was a girl that she was missing, apparently. Apparently, cute looking broad too. Oh, the Iowa something. girl. Yeah, is that is that the one? Yeah, I don't uh, t- know. Or the, is something like that. Let me see if I can find yeah, the. Uh, look it up. Uh, let me welcome uh, DT. DT, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I am in a somewhat foul mood, and I really don't have a reason to be, which kind of makes me wonder why am I am I in an agitated mood? And the best I could come up with is that uh, asshole consulting. Like uh, I log into my email and it tells you how many new emails you have, you know, and that's kind of like an indication of how much business you got. And obviously you want that number to be as high as possible. And so uh, on average, oh, I log in maybe twice a day and it'll be four or five new emails. So that's pretty market average. Well, I had nothing for the past couple of days, maybe Ah. one here, 
to hear nothing. And I'm like, oh, geez, it's at the weekend. Are people packing in summer vacation? I get ready for school. What? And I, and I start worrying. And then I looked up traffic and data and history, and, it, and it's all fine. Well, then today, every time I log in, I logged in like three times. Maybe they six, seven, eight. I'm like, and I'd answer through them all. And the next, you know, seven or eight, I'm like, oh, this, I get my hopes up. And I swear, uh, not all of them, of course, but it was, it was fucktardo day at asshole consulting where these kids were not following the instructions. One guy sent me four separate emails. Cause he, Oh, by the way, I forgot this thing. Oh, I forgot that thing. And then yeah. I forgot this thing. And the price keeps going up and up and up. And, and I get pissed off like the soup Nazi. You know, like where, uh, where uh, I don't know if it was Jerry. No consulting for you. Yeah, no consulting for you. you don't do and it I exactly would... the right way. You're out of there. Yeah, I mean, it's like there's a reason if I could, I keep prices actually very low, and the way I do that is by by these imperceptible, imperceivable tweaks and adjustments and efficiency. And you may think like, oh, I'll send, oh, I want to add this. Oh, I want to add this. You know, like like the soccer mama. Oh, can you add a little more rice? I like a little bit more vegetables. And you're, you're in Chipotle. You want to break her fucking face? It's like, listen, sugar tits, get your fucking food, get your goddamn, and it doesn't matter if you got brown rice because you got a fat ass anyway. You ain't going to run it off. Now, get the, it's, it's like that. So it slows down the whole process. And so these guys, when they, they're right in, or, and this happened twice today. Usually this is a once a month thing. You get some ill-reared, fatherless, doped-up white kid, guaranteed white, uh, whose first thing, first thing they, they come out of the box saying is, I'm, I have this mental disorder, and I'm on this and this and that, and I have family problems. My dad's a dick, da 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 and they blather on. There's no paragraph. It's just a, a, a square huh. chunk block of text. And yeah, sometimes no punctuation. Punctu- nope. Sometimes no punctuation. You're like, oh, I want to kill this kid. I want to fuck all. Oh, I'm going to charge him so much fucking money. I think I think Ann actually does that for a living. She could. She she, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it if she's the one. You know, Sven Johnson. That's not his real name, but Sven Johnson. I live in this, and I and I have this degree and that, that the disease and this mental disorder, and it, and it was diagnosed when I was a kid. And they tell you the fucking story. Then they finally get to the question, and then you uh, send in. A, a quote or so. I didn't even get to the quote this time where I give them a, a price quote. Then like the next email, oh never mind, you could disregard. It's like fuck her, you little <laughs> fucking piece of shit. <laughs> fucking five minutes well, of I, my I got, life a, I got a question about that. No, sorry to break your your uh, your rant there, Aaron. I was just curious about your pricing structure. I know what you charge uh, like by time, mm-hmm. but I guess people just don't like send you money and then ask the question, right? So no, you, no, no. Send, send the question and no, but people want to know. I'm sure there's people uh, listening right now want to know how this works because they know your price. Because I heard your your adverts on uh, backlog and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. how does it work? Like you know, so well, here's how it works. This is how streamlined it is. You go to assholeconsulting.com. You click on how does it work. And you follow the fucking instructions to the fucking letter. That's it. That's all it is. I mean, now I'll elaborate. It's not that complicated of a process. You, you, you go to the contact form, you fill in your question. All right. I even say in the instructions, be succinct. You will be charged extra if you blather on about how it all started when your mom raped your kitten or whatever. It doesn't really say that, but it, <laughs> it goes into that. And, and so it, it works pretty well. You know, 90, 95% of the clients, they're, they're, uh, brief, succinct, but thorough. 
And so it, it works like a clock, works like a clock, racing, racing, engine firing, pistons firing. And then some fuck knob on Ritalin or Adderall throws a rock into the fourth piston of my race car. <laughs> Oh, so like, you know, I, uh, in the fourth grade, I had a teacher. So getting back to your question, um, you fill in the request, your question. You hit send. Fill in the captcha. That's another key thing. You fill in that captcha thing down below. Hit submit. I get an email. I respond to you. And based on the length and complexity and sometimes number of questions, I'll give you a price. Standard right now is about $25 for an email, $35 for a video because it takes more time to upload and all that. So I charge an extra $10. Um, it's, but it's, only, you, it's only $10 more for a video? Oh, that's not bad. Well, it only takes it doesn't take that much time. But the other thing with video, yeah. see, and I am the fucking soup Nazi. I am the goddamn soup. I have such an efficient system because I have two SD cards. So while one is rendering – I'm uploading and I'm also filming. So there are three things going on. That triangle just ticks. Every time I finish one, I swap it out, put it in the thing, save the video. Then the other one's uploaded. Okay, upload another video and then I'm recorded. So three things are happening at the same time. But if I got fucktardo uh, from Winneka, Illinois, like Cameron and Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I'm dying. Then I, now that throws, <laughs> that throws sand into the fucking machine and now I got to – so then, you know, then you waste your time. It throws me off, off rhythm a little bit. There's a rhythm. Um, and that's how I could keep it down. But like, if I were to just do just one, like, you don't, it's, it's like uh, an assembly line, really. If, if I'm just going to do one, I won't even do it. Like, if I have one asshole consulting request to do, I won't do it. I'll wait till I have at least three because that's usually the cycle that I'll get through. Oh, you see, so you can just bang it out. You get in the zone. So I can get, right, get in the zone, bang it out. One's uploading, one's rendering, do, 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 do. And then, and then that's how it's about that cheap. But, you know, um, if it's long or lengthy, sometimes I get actual genuine economic research requests. Like one time I, I got paid, well, not one time, I got a couple times I got paid $500 to do a thorough economic analysis. Think of the Canadian economy one time. And then some other economic phenomena that I had, you know, that was more research and that's more, you know, it, it, I kind of get pissed off when they pay. I'm like, ah, they're not going to pay 500 bucks. There's no way. All of a sudden, ding, $500 has been donated. It's like, fuck, hmm. you got to work. You got to think. Um, you want to hear that, some good news, Clary? I'd love to hear some good news. Uh, and I'm not sure, just so you know, I don't know if that's why I'm pissed off. I theorize that's why I'm pissed off because there's nothing else to be pissed off in my life. But that's why. Well, I'm this might off. not be good news for you because you don't drink anymore, really. But not really. I try every once in a while. Oktoberfest beer is out. Okay. It's the best best time of year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, beer? Can, when Oktoberfest. talked comes. about uh, beer, I just have to say something. I got zero sleep last night. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I had to work uh, unexpectedly, and then, uh, you know, you get to that point where it's too late to go to sleep, so you just, um, yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm drinking now. <laughs> well, cheers, uh, John. I'm drinking. Yeah, I've been drinking for about an hour, so I got to buy, and I'm drinking. Uh, I've never had it before. Maker's Mark or Mart or something. Oh, like that's that. good. That's good Maker's stuff. Mark. Maker's Mark Forty Six or just Maker's Mark. I don't know. It was a gift. It's in the. It's in the kitchen. Well, look at the bottle. What does it say? Well, I have to get up and look at. All right, hold on. Fuck. <laughs> I know. You have to get up. John is well, the oldest uh, of us here. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Hey guys, I'm pushing fifty here. Okay. Get up and change the channel. What are you crazy? <laughs> oh, maker. Oh yeah, Maker's Mark whiskey. Okay. Uh, it's. Be- what, what, 
What, what else? Forty-two percent. That would be the. They used to make it forty-six percent, and it got really popular because it's very tasty. And so they started watering it down to forty-two percent, and uh, everybody went, "Hey, what are you doing watering it down?" So now they also release a Maker's Mark forty-six. Right. So well, how, do, that, how do you tell which one it is? It'll say forty-six on. It. It'll say Maker's Mark forty-six. And if it you just, just got a record's mark, yeah. So yours is the it probably it probably I is got the, I got the cheap stuff. Well, that's not well, cheap, but <laughs> that's uh, that's a pretty high. Trust me, uh, I I I was never really a connoisseur of the scotches, whiskeys, or bourbons until I started dating my girlfriend. And at one time, she was a very cheap date because she never really drank before she met me. And uh, <laughs> after she met you, she was hitting the bottle. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. No, was, she was this nice, sweet girl, and now she's basically a you know worshiper of Satan. Anyway, so she's like, "Well, what do you what do you recommend I have for a drink?" I say, "Well, I don't know. You know, what do you like? Oaky stuff? Do you like fruity stuff? What do you want? So we started getting around whiskey, and I'm like, "Just have a Jim Beam." You know, she can't tell the difference. I'm not going to treat her so bad. It's like you know, get Gordon's whiskey or whatever they got <laughs> hidden beneath the rail. Some swell he got it. <laughs> right. Well, I didn't want her to have a hangover the next day. You know, you want her to continue drinking. You don't want it to be a bad experience. Well, then, like, like an arms race between Russia and the United States, she started discovering higher and higher quality, and my bill kept going up and up and up. And now her standard – she only drinks 25-year-old scotch. <laughs> darn close. Darn close. Like, her standard scotch is Lafroy 10. Um, her standard whiskey is Maker's Mark 46. She will not drink 42. Um, her favorite is Red Breast 12. So if you want to go up a, a real kick in, uh, a notch, I, I tried Red Breast 12. And then um, what was the other thing? The the whiskey. I think that's just it, the whiskey and the scotches she drinks. Um, oh, and then if they don't have Lafroy 10 because it's a little bit obscure, uh, she'll go with McCallum 12. Oh, yeah. Yes, that I know. Right, and maybe not everybody out there in, is a connoisseur of the whiskeys and the bourbons and the scotches, but these are. If you go one more level up, it's a significant jump uh, because, truth be known, uh, the Chinese have been buying up all the top shelf booze. So if well, you the, well, the wine thing, did you? So who, was it you? Wine, same thing. The wine. There's a big thing among the Chinese buying uh, wine. It's become this. Uh, the, the, the huh. bourgeoisie is a burgeoning thing in China now. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, by the way, investment opportunity. Well, oh, they- by the way, we, we, should, we need to welcome Ann Sturzinger because she was uh, recently in the news uh, uh, legislation that she helped put forward uh, called uh, Fraternity. Uh, she started this uh, <laughs> because of her love of cats. And, you know, she doesn't have children, but she was always discriminated against because she didn't get uh, uh, maternity leave. So, she, uh, where was it that this law was passed there, Aaron? Um, it wasn't passed. It was just some dipshit digital marketing company. So, you know, it's not a real company. Uh, although Seth Himes would kill me for it. It's, um, in Minnesota and the, what was it? The story was one of the workers bought a puppy and he asked his boss, Hey, can I go take care of my puppy? And then they got an idea of, Instead of paternity, because he's a guy, or maternity leave, we're going to call it fraternity leave. And then, oh, my God, NPR, which is uh, Minnesota Public Radio, they could not masturbate themselves enough over the cuteness and the socialism of this. And, and, uh, social, or corporate social responsibility, and they interviewed people. Hang and on. Decided, I got I to gotta pick up another call. All right. There's a mute button. 
Get Aaron Melissa. Hang on. I want to see if she's still on. She's still on. I'm saying, Ann! <laughs> this is funny because you're you probably know, I, I, I'm waiting for her like, to give out her social security number or something. She'll probably Honestly, fuck up and do that. There. That, uh, Jesus. Um, yeah, so that – and uh, I did a video. I did a bunch of original videos yesterday. And uh, now – and then it, it opened up my eyes. I guess a lot of companies offer pet health insurance and uh, a lot of other – they're allowing – that's, that's been around for a long time, actually. Um, uh, I know I knew a couple uh, – God, they, they had that insurance for years. They had uh, – what are these dogs? These pure breed dogs have huge amounts of um, – uh, Upkeep? Well, the, 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 what um, congenital yeah, problems. Yeah. yeah, because they're you know they're inbred and stuff like that. So like hip dysplasia, other things like that. And and um, this guy, his wife, this guy's so whipped. I mean, really great friend of mine. Uh, you'd like him, Aaron, because he's like really hard worker. I mean, this guy has never worked less than 60, 60 hours a week in his life. That's mm-hmm. that's the least he ever worked. Um, but you know, he's a physician. He's hard work. You know, totally, but totally fucking whipped by his wife, who's fifteen years younger than him. And she made them when they got married. They bought one of those, um, what do you call it, Russian bulldogs? Those little tiny French bulldogs. Little... Well, they're like they're like they're, they're bulldog. They're, they're fat, ugly, and they got short legs. And um, a woman but they're from in Portland. What? <laughs> Is that a woman from Portland? No, um, they're bull, they're a bulldog of some kind. But it doesn't matter. So gets anyway. This the point is, is that they got they, got they got health insurance, and it actually ended up sa- saving them a lot of money because this this fucking <laughs> animal had four fucking surgeries before it was five years old. Good lord. Well, anyway, that this is this is the latest, and and my my take on the this article. I'm not, I'll just give you the Cliff Notes version. I'm perfectly all right because I'm pro pet, I'm pro dog, even pro cat if you want to have a cat. <clears throat> and if you want to have, I'm not pro cat. That's well, cats if you want to have fraternity leave, I think fine. Bring the the dog to work. I'm I'm all for it. But where it crossed the line is the rationalization their spokesperson uh, gave, where it's like we have to understand that just because it's not a human doesn't mean it's not a family. A lot of these people view it as their own child, and that's where I lost it because this is a trend. This is happening. Uh, and that's why I, I quasi titled it uh, Genic Spinsterhood has arrived or whatever, because it's true. This is, this is the telltale sign of the generation X spinsterhood is this, this goes beyond cat lady because <clears throat> cat lady's got cats unspokenly, perhaps even ashamedly, because they couldn't find a guy or refused to find a guy or just, you know, whatever. But they wouldn't present it to the world or actually think in their head that this is the equivalent of a child and it's my family. And now it's becoming more common, especially as you see pet rescue and dog rescue and cat rescue. And it's populated predominantly by women 35 and older. And they're just using it as a substitute for an actual family. And it's like, well, if you went out and found a guy, you could actually have, oh, wait, you can't because you're 42 and it'd be a Down syndrome kid. Never mind. Enjoy your pet rescue and your fur baby. And so that was the more serious, somber social critique I had that's like, you know, you don't have to um, pander. What's the word I'm looking for? Um Cater to, pander to. Cater, but it's where they live in a delusional world. They're they're living a lie, and you enable. 
enable you kowtow to their dilute yeah maybe it's enable you enable them play to, into or yeah there's a different word somebody in the the chat might have the word but uh you let them believe the lie and then worse you 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 say oh yeah they're they're just like children they're that's your son that's your daughter and i want to i want to grab them you guys remember um planes trains and automobiles oh, great movie Right, uh, John Candy and Steve Martin. Steve Martin. So the the car catches fire, and Steve Martin's trying to find out where his credit card is, and he grabs John Candy by the lapels and just shakes him left and right and left and right. It's kind of what I want to do to a lot of these spinster Gen X women. It's like it's not a fucking child. It's a dog, a fucking dog. Well, I think that's what you'd like to do to most of society, Aaron. I I I don't. Yeah, again, I don't know why I'm angry today. I I have no idea. I got a run in. Uh, we got, we got the podcast going on. You guys are here. We have a good conversation. I just, I have no idea. It even dropped in humidity. Like the humidity was getting yeah. to me and now it's, it's the beautiful f- out actually. Yeah. First day in two weeks that it's not like you step outside and you immediately start sweating through your shirt. I think you're sensing uh winter is coming. But that use, doesn't, I, to I, use the, the, the game of Thrones, uh, tagline i guess <laughs> no i split town i i go down to vegas and i i love fall um fall is uh, actually my favorite uh time of year here in in, in minnesota <clears throat> and it, it's psychological because back in the day we were tearing up campus biking on our on our bikes and escorting a ton of good-looking freshman girls uh working campus security and it was just it, those are like oh those are some of the greatest days of my life where we're just trying to beat each other on who could get the most escorts and you're just walking these kids. Because what would happen is uh, every September and into most of October, the girls would come to the University of Minnesota campus, you know, say uh, late August, early September, and the women's studies department would get to them. And they say, do you know there's a 120% chance you'll be raped five times within the next six seconds? And and uh, they would scare women, especially these young little girls coming from the country. This is a big time in, in the big city. And they would scare these girls into, you know, like there's a rapist in every corner. You're going to get robbed. You're in the city. Men are, are animals. And five in every two women get raped and all this other feminist math that I don't know how it works, but they're smarter than me because they have doctorates. And so we would just get flooded um, as more and more freshman girls would pull in. But then when they realized they weren't going to get raped, there wasn't a rapist behind every uh, uh, counter. Uh, you weren't going to get burgled or, on, or they just made friends and then they walked together in, in groups into to their cars that, you know, after night or night class or whatever, <clears throat> then demand would taper off. But that September through mid October, it was just going gangbusters. And, um, it, it was cool. It was, it was really cool. Cause it was just like nine out of 10 times. It'd be some hot little freshman honey. And then you, that, that gives a man inspiration. That gives a man like, yeah, you know, Nothing happened, but you just, it just, you know, you want to inspire a man, put a good looking woman in front of him. Can, can, I, tell, can I tell a story that you just uh, sparked a memory of me in mind that's like, I don't know, 25 years old or more? Go ahead. Um, you were telling that story. So uh, I went to Northeastern University for my freshman year of college in Boston. And our, our dorm, we had a, there was a, like a, a uh, like a, a boy dorm and a girl dorm, like our sister dorm was right next door. But um, I guess the, the the girl dorm didn't have a like a like a big basement area like a meeting hall like, that the guy dorm did, so they had this um, rape prevention thing. Um, like this was like the within the first few weeks that you know I was there, and so all the girls from that dorm came 
down to uh, our basement area is where we had a TV and it was also where our laundry and mailroom was. And uh, so I was down there uh, doing my laundry and the, the guy that lived in the, the room next to me, he came down like so that so that there, you know, I, I walked in to do my laundry and all these girls there. And I didn't even know what, what, what was going on about. And then I heard them talking about rape and that, you know, they were telling these stories about girls who have been raped. Like you said, like you got like, you know, a 500 percent chance of being raped, you know, in the next, uh, you know, six minutes. Hey, easy. Five, even five. Yeah. And so, you know, all these stories, and I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, so uh, the, the, my friend comes down, he comes down, you know, the elevator gets off and he's, he has no shirt on and he's in his boxer shorts. Yes, <laughs> 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 yeah, so what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Dude, it was like something out of like a fucking sitcom, man. It was hysterical. Oh, that's great. John, well, I, not sorry, John, DT, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just gonna say Oktoberfest and escorting chicks. That's 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 what makes fall great, right? What what's Most with October? Wonderful okay. time of the year. Okay, okay, you're gonna have to explain this to me, DT. What? What's with Oktoberfest and the beer? What is the big thing? I I understand beer's all right, but what what why is everybody even our age? I can see if you're some frat boy, twenty one year old or dude bro who leased his first used Beamer. Okay. What you're a full grown forty something year old man? What is the big deal about Oktoberfest? Well, I was onto this Oktoberfest before any hipsters were. So right, but I, this I, has been going back forever. I don't know. It's I mean, it's like you say, everybody loves the fall, and I think the way I correct me if I'm wrong, John, but I think the way they make Oktoberfest is it's sort of the um I don't know. It's sort of like the 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 good stuff that sinks to the bottom or something. So it's like towards the end of the the brewing process is when they can make the Oktoberfest beer, I think. Um, uh, maybe. I, I don't know enough about I know it's a big deal in, um, I think it's Leavenworth, Washington. They have a big thing out there for Oktoberfest. Um, but it's it's a German celebration of just drinking beer. So um, that, and, and chicks wandering around with their, uh, their what, what are those outfits called that the German chicks wear? Hooter Holsten, Holsten Boosters. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you know what I'm talking Later about. Later Rosen, or is that just... Yeah, they got the frilly tops and the, yeah, you know. Was that like the same poly girl thing that yeah. she was on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, okay. I mean, I think it, all that's rolled into it. I mean, people do like harvest season and, and so all this that is too, so. so there is a seasonality to the beer. This is why I got my summer pale ale or the fall yeah. IPA or the, the winter blend or whatever the hell it is. Yep, yep. They 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 mix them differently for the different seasons. The seasons, Clary. The seasons. <laughs> I like the seasons. It's great. You know what? Okay, let me let me. Would you guys like me to be positive about? Would you like to hear a positive thing? It might have to do with just to finish this off. Just to finish it off, it might have to do with what grains are available too. Oh, you know. So early in the year, there's only certain grains that are available, and by the end of the year, different ones. I don't know. Might have something to do. I'm just talking out my ass here. So. All right. Let me, let's put a positive spin on some. I don't care about seasons no more. I don't even discern or delineate between weekends and weekdays. You know why? Because I go down to Vegas, and I don't deal with winter no more. There is no seasons. I only stick around for the seasons I enjoy. I like that nice fall, the brisk, cool fall, the dry air of fall of Minnesota. Even up into late November, you, I can even sometimes you get into mid-December and there's no snow on the ground. It's all right. But right. once that snow hits, I'm gone. And, hey, look, it's summery and golfy again all over. Now I'm going to ride the more. Seasons are over. And, and, 
especially now. All right, let me ask all you guys something. <clears throat> what are you guys particularly happy about right now as we come up to the end of summer? What do we not have to do? Taxes. No. Well, that's true. Yes. Uh, well, we don't have to go back to school. We don't have to go back to school ever again. Our little bastard shit kids do, but hey, we don't hey, have kids to. Kids aren't bastards. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying every summer as it comes to an end, I, people are like, oh, summer's coming. And you know what tips it off? You know what tipped it off for me? The commercial, it's commercials all Com- over, right? Right. Back to school. Like, like, let's warn the, let's remind the kids that their, their freedom is dwindling. You know, they got these precious few moments of freedom left and then they're going to go back to the fucking gulags. Hey, back to school. Ain't it going to be fun? Look at this kids. Come in. Hey, there's this crazy dog at Target. Nah, get your backpacks. And here's some kids faking being happy. And I was like, ah, you're going back to prison. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. And it don't matter. So I catch myself like, oh, back to school. I'm like, wait a minute. The war is over. I, I'm done. I'm free. I never have to go back. Hey, Clary, we're sharing the same brain today. Ask me some more questions. I'm like batting a thousand here. Okay, let me see here. Um, <laughs> let's, see, see if I, let's see if I'm Kreskin today. Well, let's you. let's let's get let's, whole gang. I did have a question um, or a test. Nope, that's not the link. Let me go here. Here we go. Give me a second. I have two tests for you. I got two tests. Let's uh, let's test both you guys, and maybe Ann will get back on. I gotta find my tour. Did you guys get the Twitter uh, link I sent from that Juliet Rosens? I saw it just before I came on the podcast. John, well, have you well, seen? No, it? I don't think I did see this. All right, well let me let me explain it to you here. Uh, I, this I, is I follow, a, I follow you on Twitter though. Anyway, right. okay. So this is from a at Juliet's Roses, and uh, she has the the gay flag and a rose because it's cute and her tweet is women over 40 are so damn beautiful now how many retweets do you think this guy hundred thousand no okay that would never happen that doesn't happen a lot a lot 347 retweets 2335 likes what do you suppose the comments are like you go, girl. <laughs> age, is pretty, just, age is just a number. I don't know. Age is just a number. Fifty is the new twenty-five. Uh, you know, the stay here. I'll just read through a couple of them. <clears throat> um, over fifty, me too. My 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 wife is fifty-one. She's gorgeous. Uh, I'm punching like the like button because I need to be hopeful. Um, there's a string I want to skip over here. Hell yes, we are. Uh, true they are, but I am now in the 60 to 80 year old pool. So we aim for classy, this fat Dr. D divinity old as gold. Another gal, 50. I never heard that one. Old as gold. (laughs) Well, there's a reason you never heard it because it's not true. Uh, hmm, what about 60? I have absolutely no idea how I live to be 60, but I must admit there's something very liberating about it. Uh, I've said this before. Women are their hottest when they are in their 40s. Yes, yes, hell yes, with a ton of thumbs up. Absolutely, they are also the best lovers. It's okay with 40. 50 is going to be painful, though. There's a little bit there. Here's another gal. Yes, yes, we are with a kiss and a row. We could go on. I'm not going to read through all 2,500. Uh, now, <clears throat> the main lesson, the takeaway for all the young boys and girls listening 
I'm going to tell you. But then I'm going to have you guys try and guess this. There's some, some sad about all these people who are above 40 and, and, and uh, retweeting this stuff. The main lesson is that lies sell better than truth. I could put a tweet out there that stop majoring in the liberal arts. It's going to ruin your life. No one's going to retweet that. Uh, you could say big is not beautiful. <clears throat> Any Anything that's truthful but politically incorrect is not going to, no matter how helpful, you know, you could say uh, 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 if you want, don't want to be poor, stop having kids you can't afford. None of that's going to get retweeted. But you come up with a lie that tastes good and is sweet and particularly <clears throat> in this particular instance plays to the concept that uh, uh, female beauty in the minds of women themselves, not males mind. I'm so and, and the sorry. Perception. I'm back. That's all right. Good. Not males perception of you of beauty. What female desire is for them to be beautiful, what their standards of beauty is. And it's just like, it doesn't matter how old you are. Big is beautiful. We're all beautiful. All that. And that lie, gosh, almighty, I'd have to measure it, but is at least a hundred times more sellable and powerful than a standard truth. We all agree on that. We're we're all on the same page on that. Yeah, wasn't oh, yeah. that wasn't that Oprah's whole business model? Oh yeah, Oprah, the Democrat Party, and any. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. Uh, uh, the 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 liberal arts, the social sciences, uh, the the variant gender. Every. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to figure out what isn't a lie. You know, you're recycling. That's a lie. Uh, no, you're not. It all goes into the dump. And it's, it's all lies. Lies sell, right? Um, it's all bullshit and it's bad for you, as George Carlin would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think people who uh, go through life going, it's okay to weigh 300 pounds and die when I'm 35 are doing themselves a favor. Right. Obesity weight is just a number. Right. <clears throat> so I will say, Clary, though, I'm looking through the rest of this feed or this uh, comment thread. Mm-hmm. Half of them are guys saying, yep. Yeah. I mean, it's not all ladies, you know, being deceived. It's a lot of guys, I suppose. I don't know if they're trying to get laid by saying that they like that or. Is, Have you is, ever looked is, at their p- guys lying to get laid, placating <laughs> women so that we can get laid? That's never happened. Uh, you know, I, I personally, I can say I've never done that in my life. <laughs> Anyway, the takeaway, the main lesson that is probably painful to everybody here, uh, don't bother getting a career in truth. Don't, don't, don't try to be honest in any capacity or regard. If you want to get ahead in this world, lie. Let human psychology, let people's addictions to feeling good and not being good, putting more value on the feels than they do the realities. If I were to do it all over again, I would have just lied. I would have been a millionaire by now if I had just approved a ton of freaking loans, uh, gotten promoted, maybe even made a commercial lender, approved a bunch of loans, made some. I could have just played the game, and what would have happened in the end? Did the you financial government pro- bail out? You, you know, there's no consequences to your actions. Right. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. If 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 I'd been a liar the whole time, if I'd just like gone with the feminist lie and pretended that I liked everyone and networked, I would be a best-selling novelist by now and own my own island. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, that's what my next couple of, I got one more truthful book coming out. Um, and I think I have other truthful books I'll be writing, but then I have a whole bunch of books that are going to be lies. And it just, and it, and this evidence is why I'm going to do it. I'm sick and tired of working hard and, and getting yelled at for being truthful. 
Yeah. You know, it, it gets it gets a little tiring. It what it does give you, though, Clary, is that when the shit hits the fan and you've got a clear conscience to just open up, <laughs> to, to just, yeah, I can do whatever I want now. I tried to warn all you pieces of shit. If it's if it's the apocalypse, uh, that's what, if that's what it is, that's what it is. I mean, it, there is something to a clear conscience. Well, I have a I have a clear conscience, but uh, it doesn't stop anything. Yeah, trying no. trying to stop the hey the bridge is up. People keep running. Well, now I'm just like you know what? If I push you, will you give me money? If I tell you to run faster, will you give me money? Like yeah, if you tell me lies, I'll give you money. I'm like okay. Here's in other words, if these people are so stupid to believe the lie. I'm I'm absolved of any responsibility, whether I'm telling them the truth or telling them the lie. And if I get a commission on lies, well, shit, why not enrich myself as these fools go off a cliff? Yeah, I have a clear conscience and an empty bank account. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You you know, you know what else? It's all clear. Yeah. You know what else? Well, and, and, so, no, I just want to say we, we need to give Anne a minute. Uh, she was kind enough to share some personal stuff with me. I know she's got a lot of negative energy that she needs to um, vent uh, either directly or indirectly right now. So, Anne, why don't we give you the floor for a few minutes? Until you took it from her, she did have the floor. Anne, continue. <laughs> Thanks. I was, I was just about to say another thing that – like truth doesn't work. Another thing that doesn't work is subtlety. On who? Dumb people? On yeah, well, which basically means all audiences. Because even smart people, I, I've I've decided that any article on the internet, everything past the first three sentences just could be lorem ipsum. Because no, no one no one reads past the headline or anything else. And I've spent okay. my entire life trying to be subtle, trying to trying to be intellectually open, trying to you know, be honest about arguments and look at all the arguments and look at all, all sides of the question. And people's impression of me is, well, you're a Nazi. Because of your first few sentences or because you're being subtle or because you're trying to, you're, you're being sarcastic and you think you're being truthful. Both. I mean, all, all of those things, but you know, the, 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 the sorting machine that the internet has become, has become so simplistic and people are so politically polarized that if you don't, if, if, if you don't just repeat the conventional wisdom, there are two buckets, good people and Nazis. And if there's any subtlety about, oh shit, here come the sirens. Of course. <laughs> it wouldn't be a show without a little shit. We can't have a shit show without a little bit of shit. No, it, it's kind of good. It's we don't even need like a special effects producer. We just got Anna. <laughs> they come. So. Got Anna and all. Yeah, they come for the Nazi. The Nazi yeah. police are coming. <laughs> anyway, that was my my point. Is the lesson for everybody to learn that if if we were to do it all over again, maybe not DT because he's more moral. You will make a lot more money playing ball. Like if I let's say I was the biggest conservative libertarian anarcho capitalist there ever was out there. I, if I were to tell my younger self, I say, look, don't you dare join the Republican Party. Don't you dare tell anyone about your ideas. You go and you lie to those goddamn sheep 
and you go run for public office and you you say if somebody offers to give somebody a welfare check of fifty thousand dollars a year, you offer to give them fifty five thousand dollars a year and you are this and you will save them and you are their messiah. And no matter how poor the black community gets, no matter how many fathers are kicked out and there's no uh, nuclear. You say you go, girl, you don't need no man. Those guys just can't because guess what? It ended up going that way anyway. Right, true, true. But but don't you want to be, you know, the old Bible story where the crowd of angry people are surrounding the whore and they're going to stone her to death and Jesus looks at them and goes, he who has not sinned cast the first stone. Well, I want to be that guy that picks up that fucking rock and I haven't done shit about any of this crap. Wham. <laughs> That's what I want to be. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not a blame Christian. For this. I always thought that. I always thought like, you know, all, all due respect to Christians. I always thought Jesus was pretty fucking gay. I mean, did he did he did he ever fuck a woman? Don't think so. He was never married. He's not in the Bible, right? I mean, well, so, wait a minute. He, 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 grabbed, he hung around with like twelve men, like you know, in the bush, you know, um, kind of. I mean, there's a lot of like homoeroticism going on. You could be reading into that. I don't know. I'm I'm not a Christian. Never identified with Jesus. I I don't like it. I I believe that Christianity is is antithesis to the Occident, and those who follow Christianity ultimately doom Western civilization, everything it stands I, for. Forgive it me, be, I've been drinking, and I've been up all night. Right. And it, <laughs> I, honestly, if we're going to be in the ideal world, thou shalt not lie. But if you have tried to be truthful, you've tried it, okay? And you don't get anywhere. It's not a meritocracy or worse you're yelled at and lectured because I didn't even I didn't even respond on this Twitter feed saying this is proof why you should sell lies and not the truth. I just retweeted it because I didn't because they're not going to listen. It, it was you that you were painfully convinced that that was the church. They're they're just going to subscribe. But if you've done it, your your affairs, I've, I've tried to do it the right way and you get punished and yelled at. Uh then by all means, everyone should be lying. And I'm saying just skip the step of trying to be good and moral. Be good and moral in your heart, vote the right way. You know, but if you can make money off of this sheep, look, how many of us would like to have Oprah's money right now? Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we, right. How many of you would like to have Barack Obama's retirement plan? <laughs> the one that he's offering himself or the one he he's offering us? Whatever. I mean, take Bernie Sanders, the, the eyes and teeth. Uh, gal that uh, DT calls her the yeah. communist. They're all they're all getting rewarded. They're all getting rewarded for for ruining people's lives. You might as well go with the flow, man. And I think starting, you know, well, not starting now, but today, there's been a higher and higher price being willing to uh, willing to be paid by society for sweeter and sweeter lies. And if I were to do my my career in whatever capacity or regard. I would be a yes man. I'd tell people what they wanted to hear and I'd profit off of it. And it, you're going to have such an easier life doing it that way than trying to be moral or ethical or do the right thing. Yeah. Well, if I could do it all over, that's what I do. But right now I kind of feel like I've spent so much time telling the truth and being subtle and being intellectually open that it would kind of be a shame to switch horses now. We don't have to do it publicly. I mean, this is why I'm going to write under a pseudonym when I write my big lie book of lies to uh, to various groups that that apparently buy them at a high premium. So there's you can you can still and, and also in your private lives, like I would never lie to people I care about in my private lives. I'll still have morality. 
But if the market for lies is that good, you don't you don't have to say, hi, my name's Ann Sturzinger. Let me tell you about how great it is to be a feminist. By golly, I used to be one of those happy stay-at-home moms with, whose husband brought back quarter million dollars a year with kids. But then I said, fuck this shit. And now I want to have my cats and my, you know, my master's in this. <laughs> well, I, I have toyed with the idea of coming up with a, a pseudonym and writing some just god-awful shit books that I know will sell. Do it. We're yeah, sick and tired. You know, it, why do we need a fundraiser for your tits if you could just go write a couple lies and women will find your tits? <laughs> you can afford that poop job, man. <laughs> All I need to do is write a eat, pray, love. Yeah. Yeah, the, the thing is, you, you just feel like you need a shower after. Who cares? So what? You get dirty a little bit. Yeah. That'd be funny. Mike Rose, dirty job. He becomes a Harlequin romance novel. Writer. He's like, this is harder than I ever thought. <laughs> you know, you know that guy is really cool. Did you ever see that guy? Like in, a, like not just on the show, dirty job. But did you ever see him in an interview? He's a really down to earth guy. Oh yeah. My mom and and several other women who I thought loved me in my life said they'd slice my throat if they could have a night with him. I mean, my mom didn't say that, but a couple other gals have. But my mom's like, oh, he's a good looking. Man, oh really? Like, is he? Oh, is he considered good? I don't know. Oh, I guess. Dude, John, you have no idea how many women Mike Rowe uh, gives the VTs. Uh, they, especially the slightly older women, but even some of the younger gals, they're like, "Oh yeah, I'd push you off a cliff. I'd kill you in your sleep uh, to to be with Mike Rowe." He, oh no, kidding! I never no. even because he comes across as such the blue collar. I don't never, never thought of him as the Brad Pitt, uh, George Clooney. He's type. not. He's he's a real guy. He works out. He actually is a mechanic. And then on top of it, here's here's where he really gets them. You find out not only can he act, but he got into it by being an opera singer. I had no idea. I don't don't know shit about it. This guy is the bee's knees, man. I mean, he's a guy that you can respect. He works, you know, works a real job. And then he also has a really good bill. And then he, but then he's just got that little smile. And then all, dude, that's the guy you should be aiming for. If you want to get the girls, I mean, you got to have connections and looks. Hang on, John. You got to have connections and looks to pull off a Clooney or pull off a pit. But Unless, you know, unless you're particularly deformed or not terribly tall, I think every guy can become that sexy blue collar worker like um, uh, uh, Mike Rowe. But not every guy can narrate the space shows and Deadliest Catch. And I mean, that guy's voice is on everything. Wait, does Mike <laughs> Rowe do that too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of does the space it? shows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The, the How the Universe Works. He would, he would narrate that stuff. No kidding. Uh, multiple seasons. And then Deadliest Catch. Where all the the ships go out to ch- to catch the um, Alaskan crab, yeah, he he narrate that all the time. Jeez. That guy's got skills, man. He's yeah. almost like the world's only fossil hunting, ballroom dancing, motorcycling, mountain climbing, He's world's sort of greatest. Like, He's almost like almost sort of almost, <laughs> almost like the God King Aaron Clary. Almost. <laughs> yeah. All right, now so we went. Uh, we have the obvious lesson from this uh, tweet here. I'm going to test all three of you. Right. What is wrong with this woman uh, sending out this tweet that women over 40 are so beautiful and then everybody else of the same age retweeting it, supporting it and everything else? Who goes first? There is no first. Start guessing. Well, we're supposed to be lying now, right? So it's awesome. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with this it. Is, this is an important lesson for all the youngins out there because – I'll give you a hint. 
Uh, oh, no, it's too much of a hint. Well, they're they're tr- they're trying to get vindication. It's like uh, it's attention whoring. It's like a therapy validation session, sort of. Yeah, validation. Let yeah. let me let me throw a hint to you guys. When you were 18, 19, 20, and you saw a 40-year-old or you pictured a 40-year-old, what did you picture? I'm not talking physically, but I'm talking in terms of behavior, intelligence, psychology, etc. A freaking adult. <laughs> An adult. Maturity. Yeah. Maturity. Yeah. Does this sound mature? No. <laughs> no. These are ch- they're like middle school girls. Both the boys and the girls. I mean, guys and women, but they're acting like girls. Might as well call them girls and boys. You got people over forty because this is over forty. Some of the people in their fifties, they are they are fucking licking it up, saying, "Yeah, we are great. We're wonderful. We're beautiful. We're all wonderful." They don't grow the fuck up. Right. And with two thousand three hundred likes and four, almost four hundred retweets, that's the majority. I can almost. Do you guys remember? Uh, maybe you don't. Uh, because maybe you guys aren't on Twitter as much as I am. The uh, who did Prince Harry marry? The, the single mom or the washed up hoe? What? Yep. She was thirty two or something. Was she in porn or was she not in porn? No, she, she was porn. She was like no. soft porn. Okay, okay. So some gal tweets out, "Just look at Prince Harry and whatever this girl's name." Don't worry, ladies. Someday will, your prince will come. Now, do you know how many retweets that got? Oh, and no, I remember that. All yeah. these women b- believing that bullshit. They- oh, my. Uh, 30,000 yeah. at the time. I don't know what it's at now. 30,000 fucking retweets, which is 100 <laughs> times more than what this thing got. And you have to do the math. It's like, wait, there's like maybe, you know, 100 princes you know, truly in the world's uh, monarchies out there. What, what are the odds there? I mean, buy, buy the Powerball ticket, you know? I, I mean, really, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, there's 3.5 billion women. Well, there's. I guess we all must be princes then. I didn't know it. Maybe I'm the, I'm the prince of the kingdom of Fuckistan. I have no idea. Uh, but it just, again, it proves to the kids, not only do lies sell, but they sell at any age. Because yeah. I... I remember when I was 18, I'm like, oh, if you're 42, you must have your shit together right. and your house yeah. made off and this. And now that I'm in my 40s, I'm like, no, you're just the same bunch of fucktards except your pubes are graying now. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was you, actually – oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you're in the business of lies, you have a lifelong, ageless demographic to sell to. Ageless. It's the largest market out there. People want to consume. Oh, I could sell the men, only half the population. I could sell the women, only half the population. I could sell lies. 90%. I'm convinced 90% of people will buy lies. There's only 10% of the true intellectual, uh, independent minded thinking titans out there that you couldn't sell it to. Those are the people I want to sell to, but the problem is I'm too dumb to sell to them. What? How are you too dumb to sell it to them? Well, yeah, I, don't have, here. I, don't know. I, I don't have a PhD. I'm not very good at marketing. Dude, the, the, the problem you're going to run into is you're too damn smart. That's what I found. Like the, um, uh, I don't know if you guys ever, I know Ann you do, John maybe, DT, eh, But if you go into the red pill, manosphere, dating pickup community, um, the 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 pieces that I write, the books I write, uh, do fall generally into that genre, helping out men with finance, da, 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 da. 
but I'm very clinical, literal, factual, and truthful. Then I see these websites that are like, hang on, there we go. Then I see these websites or books or whatever, and it's, it's slop. It's common platitudes. It's like, it's almost like a penis extender commercial. Mm-hmm. And these penis extending commercial like type of articles, books, or whatever. Do you know how much they outsell me by? A bunch. Yeah, a bunch. I mean, some don't do as well. <laughs> a lot of a lot of them, you know. And and uh, the guy, I'm not saying he's not a professional, but Gorilla Mindset, go fuck you. Just fuck you, Mike Sir. Fuck <laughs> Gorilla Mike, go fuck yourself. But he's smarter than me in that regard to dumb it down. You're like, dude, bro, you got to get control of your Ty Lopez. You guys know Ty Lopez? No, I don't know him. He's like this guy. Perfect example. Okay. He's uh, probably a little younger than me. Upper 30s, maybe. And he always does videos where he's in uh, a helicopter. He's more known for in uh, one of his videos. He has two Lamborghinis. He's like, hey, welcome to my garage. Do you want to have this? What's wrong with that? Like for those of you, let's try another test for our panel here. Would you trust Ty Lopez when he's telling you how to make money like him and he's got Lamborghinis in the background? What's wrong? Because well, he's making money off of me. That's why he's got the Lamborghinis because he's selling a method rather than something real. Right. Yeah. He wasn't He wasn't some steel mogul who started in the steam mills of gary indiana and worked his way up to buying out the mill and then cutting throats and competition and all this it's it's bogus he rented that shit guarantee he did i can't prove it but i I put my money on it he rents the the malibu house he films it there hey do you want to be like me you know tune into my program and get this stuff and it's like and that is the stuff that's outsells me why because, Ann, I want you to pay attention. You and I aim way too far to the right on the Bell distribution curve on intelligence. We write brilliant shit. Yours is a little bit more dark and scary and gives me nightmares at night. But <laughs> brilliant shit that is only going to hit the IQ between like the 115 to, to you know, 130, 150 area. That's not the vast majority of the population. But I throw in some boom, boom, chicka, 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 boom, boom, chicka, chicka, chicka. And I put a Ferrari in there. I put my hat on backwards with a flat rim and some glasses. Hey, yo, 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 what's up? Hey, it's AC down in OC, and I'm showing you how to flip properties, Clary style. Oh, take my fucking glass. <laughs> and the fucking sheep line up. Now, I'm right. not saying that. Uh, people in the red pill who have written books like that or guerrilla mindset and all that. But if you just dial down the IQ and you dumb it down, you make a whole ton, a lot more other money than you would if you're trying to aim high IQ. Well, I, I think that like, well, I mean, I'm not really in the same business that, uh, you know, you and, and to some degree, Anna's in because you're, you know, authors, but I, I think you're kind of being using it as a cop out because I mean, if you are as smart as, you know, you claim to be, then, you know, Go ahead, do it. What's stopping you? I well, mean, you what, passion, passion was what I, I foolishly thought books like Worthless, you know, ah, that would apply universally to kids. Um, now, Enjoy the Decline, I guess, is a little bit more eccentric. Black Man's Got Out of Poverty. Admittedly, I knew that was going to have a, a small sales market because most uh, black men are not going to read that. Um, well, I mean, what, what's the, what's the literacy rate among black males? Well, ninety nine. I, I take, come on, they they all read. There's no everyone's got a phone now. Everyone knows how to type. Everyone's got a phone. Literacy is probably. Well, I'm not talking about e- e- eubonics. I mean, you know, but good. 
anyway, without destroying the USS older brother, uh, Curse of the High IQ is obviously aimed at higher IQ people, uh, but you even have to dial it down more so. Like Bachelor Pad Economics, I thought that would be, you know, that guy with an average IQ of 100 could read it. Not really. Not really. Because there's no lies. There's no sweet selling stuff in it. So the reason is I, I was – Mike Cernovich is smarter than me in that regard, and he wrote something that was more generalist for the masses. All right? And going forward, what I'm doing is I, I have a couple pieces that I want to write for intellectual purposes. Uh, one is, a, is, a, is a, a theory that I have on time and economics, uh, which I won't go into the details now. That's going to have a very narrow readership, but it's more for me to write this down and provide it as a uh, historical piece and posterity for the rest of humanity and society to read. It will not be my bestseller. Uh, but going forward, oh, yeah, the book of lies that I'm going to write for uh, women and, and young people and Gen Z. Oh, absolutely. But it's going to I think it's going to be painful where I'm going to have to one lie. I'm not going to I'm, I'm a sadist enough that I can enjoy writing lies because I know it's going to hurt all the right people. Um, but to dial it down on the intelligence you know, I don't know if you guys ever read um, or listen to Bernard Chapin, but more read Bernard Chapin. Have you guys read any of his books? No. No. I, I used to listen to him. I don't anymore. But go ahead. Well, his his vocabulary is 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 brilliant, I'd say. Uh, he shows his intelligence. I don't think he's being purposely verbose to make it sound like he's more intelligent than he actually is. He actually is that intelligent. And so he'll use – the last time I used the dictionary of the thesaurus so much was reading a Bernard Chapin book. I'm like, God damn it, Bernard, what, what does this word mean? I'm like, oh, that's a damn good word. That's exactly the word that should be used, and there's no other word to use. So his command of the English language is real good. Uh, but you can't, you can't use words like that. You're going to have to dumb it down. So I like to say one of my sayings is uh, the world is made for and by stupid people. Yeah. And, that, and that's, it's just the way that it is. I mean, in the industry that I work in, you basically need to write – I mean – what is it you need to write at like a third grade reading level for Almost. you to actually have people understand you? I mean, that's just the way that it is. Yeah. I mean, another thing, look at the Home Shopping Network. Why in fuck's name does that still exist? <laughs> hey, it's the egg slasher. Yeah, it's like a knife, but better and 300 times more expected. But wait, there's more. People fucking buy that shit, you know? And uh, Lori Grenier, I think is her name. Is she one of the Shark Tank gals? Um, the blonde know. one? No she, idea. She I don't sells watch all- TV anymore, so I, I literally don't watch TV. So. Well, my, my point is, is she sells all that crap on the Home Shopping Network. Well, she's the millionaire, and I'm not. Right. And that's right. the lesson I'm trying to convey to the listening audience is, look, you could try and be an engineer, and you should be, just so you have that stable plan A. But if you go entrepreneurial, or, or you're going to like go into some kind of sale, you lie your ass, and you dumb it down. And you dumb it down. Well, that's part of the problem with engineering now, at least the kind of engineering that I do, is that is that there are, and I mean, to get ahead where I'm kind of the field that I'm in, you do have to lie. You have to kind of go against your engineering ethics oath and, and um, advocate for things that you know, aren't the right engineering solution. Don't worry, this bridge, it can hold this weight. Trust me. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of that going on now. There's a lot the affirmative action stuff where you're hiring yeah, well, not the I, best and brightest. I mean, it's everywhere. So Yeah, DT, DT I, I just want to say, like, Aaron, you're saying, like, being a, don't be an engineer, kids. Those who listen, that's the worst fucking thing you could do. You're going to spend all this. And it's really hard work to become an engineer. 
And you're going to get outsourced to some fucking Indian guy who's going to do the job for, you know, pennies of what you would do it for. Don't be an engineer. Become become an actor. Become a scam artist. Be, you know, <laughs> uh, really, don't become an engineer or a chemist or, you know, or even a doctor. You know, I remember I had to go to the doctor. I had to uh, get an x-ray. And they literally uh, emailed the x-ray to a radiologist in India. Right. Uh, to get the, uh, you know, to, to read the uh, x-ray. And then my doctor read the report of this Indian doctor in India and said, oh, yeah, okay, well, the, here's the, the fracture. You know, I mean, so don't do not do that. It's it's all being outsourced. Don't go into the hard sciences. That's bullshit. STEM is bullshit. There's too many people in STEM worldwide as it is now. Don't do that. Scam. Don't go to college. Just hustle. Get your money the way you, whatever way you can. If I had to Remember, do it all it's not again. Illegal. It's not illegal unless you get caught. My father told me one solid bit of advice. Never do, you know, never hit anyone unless you're sure you can get away with it. <laughs> well, I got I got three basic problems. Like in theory, I would love to become a millionaire marketing or writing for idiots, but there are three basic problems with trying to write for idiots. If you're not an idiot, number one, you don't know like the things that stupid people don't know will shock you and surprise you, and you just don't realize that you're going over their head. Right. When I was in junior high, some girl started punching me and calling me a nerd because I used the word optimist. <laughs> How I the mean, fuck? like optimist prime? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure I'm sure I write something and I think I'm using s- simple vocabulary and some would-be core audience member is like, what's sea salt? <laughs> My favorite was when I was teaching economics and uh, it was college level, college. And not one, not two, but three people, one person raised his hand and, and says, hey, Mr. Clary. And he was being nice. I said, yeah, he's like, what's the word subsidize mean? I'm like, what? <laughs> and then two other people are like, yeah, I don't know what that means. I'm like, Fuck. Yeah, see, you didn't see that coming. Because right. to I you, thought they graduated a, from high school. Yeah. To you, that's just an ordinary word. To them, it's like, oh, I gotta like pull out my backup brain. What does this mean? Oh. So you it's hard to it's hard to figure out what they're not gonna know and what they're not gonna follow. The second problem is to be like, you know, there's dozens of these douchebags online who write like, I'm a travel guy and I know about brain supplements and I write two blog posts a day and I have a Ferrari. But to do that, you have to have the kind of idiot lust for life and talking to people that only an idiot can possess. Like, right, we're going we're gonna to go behind enemy lines on this one, and there's no doubt about it. And for everyone listening, if you go down the path of lies, you understand you, you have to disassociate your personal life from your from your job, it's it's a life of lies you're going to be living, but that's what's paid, um, and it's going to be taxing. But all jobs suck. All jobs yeah. suck. And if anything, the, probably the best example where I lied was when I taught at the second college I taught at, where I realized, wait a minute, I'm not here to educate these kids in economics or statistics. I'm here to just pass them along. And so once I figured that out, I was getting no one got below a B plus. I made it super easy to get an A. I threw in a little bit of economics here and there, and I think that's probably where cynical Clary I started, you know, starting to not give fucks anymore. Um, 
where I, I could sleep well at night because that's that that's what it was. But be prepared that you are going behind enemy lines and you're going to have to say things that you necessarily uh, believe in your heart. Yeah. It's just dealing with those people, though. I think that's what Anne's getting at is that, you know, to have to to be in front of them and act like you care about them and, you know, take their questions and whatever. Teachers I mean, and Democrats do get, it every day. But you're going to get driven crazy. I mean, it's just like, why the fuck would you want to be around that? I, I just uh, my advice would be become a plumber and, and just start your own business and plumbing or some kind of trade and and fuck it. No, don't even worry about it. Yeah, that's that's my third problem with with writing in a way that you can sell it to idiots is if you're if you just want to make money and you don't want to put your passion into it and you're just going to treat it like another sucky job, you should be a fucking plumber or go into advertising. Yeah. You can make more money. You can have a steady schedule. You can have health insurance. Like what? if I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gonna sell my soul, I'm gonna sell it sell it all the way. Or like plumbing isn't selling your soul. No, that's just, actually could be fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's doing something that's moral. Yeah, it's moral. It's it's doing something dirty, but it's an honest job. And if you're if you're just gonna treat writing like a shitty way to make money, fuck it, be a plumber. I'm going to do a search for how many honest, how, how many people make an honest living now? That, that might Very be a good <laughs> search. I was, I was going to say, I'm looking it up right now. That's why I didn't respond right away. Um, DT, you ever hear of the living word of Christ Christian church down in uh, Brooklyn center? Is that the guy that's on TV? That's like the winner's way. Is that, that I don't, guy? I never watched it, but um, <laughs> I was driving down South and I went past it and um I used to work security up that direction. And it's just this big monstrous church. And I'm saying, if you want to lie, what the, the, the goal, like if you want to maybe not necessarily become a pastor, but what you should fashion or outline or what you could learn and draw a lot of lessons from is these mega church pastors, like a Joel Olstein. Uh, um, L. Ron, L. Ron Hubbard wrote the book on this. Well, right. But the, the, uh, this, this church we drove past it had this big, you know, big screen TV outside on its campus. It said, Pastor something so-and-so. And, -so. and uh, me and the GF started looking him up. And this guy's worth $300 million. Right. right. Jesus. Yeah. And he's got like all these planes that he thanked. Hang on, let me let me see if I can find us. He's he's got he's he does the the TV show where he's like, you want to live like me? And he's got his Lamborghini and he's and he's got his beach house and everything like that. You want to live like me? All you got to do is give yourself to Jesus and give me money. <laughs> Hang on, thank congregation. Well, that's for why the, um, the 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 uh, religious scam is the best scam because it you don't have to pay taxes on it, right? Creflo Dollar? No, oh, Creflo Dollar. No, it's not Creflo. This is a white guy. Um, hang on. What? There's a white guy that's Creflo? No, there's a. This guy is like old. He's almost eighty years old. I thought some. I thought a white guy took Creflo Dollar's name and said, "No, I'm not Creflo. I'm Creflo." <laughs> it's the same thing. I, we could go. Hang on, out of curiosity. Let's look up Joel Olstein's net worth. Oh god, that guy looks like a hobbit. I mean, that guy like a like something from Lord of the Rings. Okay, so here's Joel Olstein is only worth um 40 million. I I think he's worth more than that, man. That he wrote that one book that he made a fortune on. I can't remember the name. I never read it, but um he he made a fortune on that and he went on all the Oprah book shows and all that shit. 
Yeah, hang on. Oral Roberts. This guy also worked for Oral Roberts. Hang on. He was Oral Roberts' pilot, and then he went into the ministry. Keith Copeland. <clears throat> Here's the guy. That ring a bell to anybody? Nope. Keith Copeland. Let's see. Uh, where's his net worth? Uh, there was Keith? an article. He's $300, $300 million. His name is Heath Copeland? No, Kenneth. I'm sorry. Kenneth Copeland. Ken Copeland. Okay. 300, 300 million? Yeah. For, what, just talking about Jesus? or Yeah. What, what, what do you want to do? Work hard and major in engineering? Just go up there. You have sin, but Jesus loves you as long as you buy me a plane. And right here, under controversies, he's got a Wikipedia entry. Controversies, private planes <laughs> or private jets. Mm-hmm. In 2009, Copeland's $3.6 million jet was denied tax-exempt status, opening up a possible investigation of the church's expenses. Copeland failed to disclose the salary of his directors. In 2008, the ministry stated it owned five airplanes, one of which was valued at $17.5 million. What do you need a $17.5 million plane for? Get closer to God. Faster. Yeah, faster. <laughs> hey, hey uh, Aaron, you want me to read the Super Chat or you want to do it? Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, Super Chats are up, so people go ahead and uh, you can donate the, the money through the Super Chats. Go ahead. Uh, Dar- uh, excuse me. Uh, Darius Thurman writes, you don't have to dumb it down. Vids or books? Question mark. I'm guessing the vids. Pull out a page of Stefan Molyneux, Jordan Peterson. I'm not exactly sure what uh, he means by that, but we can yeah, – don't send more money, uh, Darius. You can clarify that in the uh, in the uh, uh, chat um, without paying again. Yeah, uh, but what is what is Stefan Molyneux or Jordan Pe- – I mean, to us, to our, uh, you know, uh, sake forest, uh, neck of the woods out here on the interwebs, yeah, Jordan Peterson and, and Stefan Molyneux make a lot of money. Uh, what's her name? Um, <clears throat> the conserva thought. Uh, Laura Southern. Laura Southern. She makes a lot of money, but compared to Oprah or the author of Fifty Shades of Grey, like we're we're taking our tight. Let's admit it. We, you take a Molyneux or a Jordan Peterson. They're like the top titans in terms of income earning uh, of this this uh, alternative. Well, and also, yeah, Molyneux like toiled for like ten right. years before right. he made any real money. Mm-hmm. So it, it was ten years of him not really making, you know, just getting by, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, um, uh, well, uh, Darius clarifies. He goes, "Be engaged, make vids that come uh, th- th- that uh, cover wide topics, talk with people." Yeah, fair enough. No, I think Darius raises a good point. I think um, uh, Stefan Molyneux, because I've, I've been listening to him on and off for I don't know, maybe four years. Um, and I don't agree with everything he says and he can get a little, you know, gay sometimes cause he cries. He did a couple of videos where he cried and I, I think a man crying publicly and filming it is that's grounds for a public lashing. <laughs> but, um, other than that, I, I kind of agree with his overall theme. Uh, Lauren Southern, um, she, she is brighter than most people that, you know, but if she gets, she gets a lot of, uh, money just because she looks good. You know, and a lot of guys will want to fuck her. True. Um, so if she was ugly, she wouldn't be making the same amount of money because there's guys who are way smarter than she is that don't make, you know, that kind of money. Right. I'm, I'm just what I was saying is compare their income to normie world titans. They're not billionaires. But let me let me answer Darius questions with a question with another question. And I think I'll make my point. Not that he's wrong, but something to sit and think about. OK. Molyneux tells the truth, writes high IQ, no doubt about it. Peterson obviously doesn't talk down to, to his readers, uh, high IQ. Uh, and they're, they're making very good money. How much more money would they make 
if they take their same amount of brilliance, their same amount of communicating ability, the same amount of writing ability, and wrote lies instead. Could you imagine the sweetest lies they could concoct? Do you know how many people, how much money they would make if they lied instead? I mean, Jordan probably would have made a ton more money in academia if he had gone along with the program. He rebelled against it, and that was the lightning striking that made him famous and rich. Was that he? He's one of those few people that that rebelled and wasn't destroyed over it. And mm-hmm. and you know, my my response to you know, I you hear this a lot that well, there's these. It's sort of like the apex fallacy that um, that the red pill talks about a lot too. That well, since there's these few guys in our kind of our neck of the woods that make a living on it and make good money, that means it's possible for everybody. Bullshit. I just call bullshit on that. I mean, no. there's only, I mean, step like, like John, you were saying, Stefan uh, slaved away for what a decade before he got anywhere. Um, Jordan, he slaved away in academia forever before lightning struck him. And, and a lot of these guys, their flashes in the pan too, because the right does not stick by their people. They all went, if they make a mistake, they throw them right under the fucking bus and they're gone. So I just don't buy the notion that um, it's sort of the follow your passions notion. It's sort of the, well, these people have done it so you can do it too. Not really. I mean, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people get destroyed that way and just have their entire lives ruined. It's, it's better to be practical. I'm just saying whether it's a entrepreneurial endeavor, dating, not friends, but I would say dating, especially when you're younger. And then when you want to get married, it would be different. But especially your career, especially when you're in college, lie. It's going to make life so much easier. Now, you can't be honest and go become into the trades and the plumbers and all that. <clears throat> but uh, when you're sitting in that meeting, lie. When that girl wants to know, you didn't vote for Trump, did you? Lie. <laughs> uh did you brush your teeth to quote Eddie Izzard? Yes. You know, you know lie. Uh, it does make life easier and you will get paid more. I'd say. Yeah. Did, did you have a bisectomy? Of course I did. <laughs> Do you have a recent AIDS test? Yeah, sure. Did you pull out? Yeah. Is it yours? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, will you come on my mouth? No. <laughs> uh, all right. You guys ready for the next test? All right. All right. I'm going to read an article from ABC News. I'm going to read it in its entirety, and you tell me what's missing, okay? Teens and tattoos, would you let your teen kid get inked? I'm going to skip to the actual stuff. In the last 10 years, we've seen more and more teenagers getting tattoos and larger tattoos, said Patrick Dean, owner of Tattooville Parlor in Neptune, New Jersey. In 2010, a Pew Research study found that nearly 40% of young people between the ages of 18 and 29 have tattoos, and of those half, have two to five tattoos. The study also found that parents increasingly support their kids' decisions to get tattoos. According to a ballot on CafeMom.com, 15% of moms said they'd allow their teens to get a tattoo, while 30% say they're uncertain, uh, either uncertain or open to the idea depending on the teenager's age. Tattoo laws for teens under 18 vary from state to state, and in some cases even from city to city. Kathy Linsicium, I think is how they pronounce it, of Arkansas accompanied her son, Matthew Weiss, to a tattoo parlor last week to present him with his 16th birthday gift, a a tattoo of a cross he'd been asking for for more than a year. I never in a million years thought I'd be giving my son a tattoo for his birthday, said Linthicium, 
who admits she was reluctant at first, but was convinced after months of conversation. It did pass through my mind that someday he's going to say, Mom, why'd you let me do this? But we talked about it for a long time, and it's something he never changed his mind on, she said. And then the subtitle, <clears throat> Advice for Parents, Keep an Open Dialogue. So the psychologist now, who probably doesn't have kids himself, he's going to tell us because he studied kids. You see, he understands this. According to child psychiatrist Edward Hollowell, Linthicum's approach to keeping an open dialogue is the right tack for parents to take. If you come down hard and say, no way, he'll come home the next day with a tattoo. But if you instead say, let's talk about it. I'm interested. Why do you want, why do you want it? I wouldn't want one. Why do you teach me? That, that is disarming, Hollowell explains. Frank discussion with a teen can go a long way, Hollowell says, in helping teens to realize the permanent nature of tattoos. He suggests starting a conversation even before tattoos become a hot topic in the home. Chief concerns associated with underage tattoos are worries that teens will later regret their decision and fears that people, including potential employers, will treat a person with a tattoo differently. Tattoo artists warn that ink art on still developing bodies can change for the worse over time as skin stretches. There's also a serious risk of infection associated with tattoos. Unsanitary tattooing practices, tattooing practices can expose teens to germs and bacteria that cause skin infections, such as staph infections, tuberculosis, and hepatitis B and hepatitis C viruses. Tattoo artists should use sterile needles and razors, wash their hands, wear gloves, and keep all surfaces clean to protect their clients from the risk of infection. Only nine states have proper health codes in place for tattoo parlors, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Tattooed teen says no to regrets. Another subtitle. Brianna Hembry, 17, says she doesn't think she'll regret her decision to get a heart tattooed on her stomach at age 16. I don't think this tattoo will ever get old, she says. I honestly don't feel as if if I'll ever have any reason to get it removed. Her mom stands by the decision as well. Brianna is a very mature girl for her age. Her mother, Dal Hohen, Dal Lowen says, we have, very, we have very good communication, so that encouraged me to let her do it. Though more and more parents are open to the idea of teenage tattoos, men are adamantly opposed. Some moms told ABC News they'd make their teens wait until the age of 18 and move out of the house to get inked. <clears throat> and I think this is the final subtopic. Temporary tattoos, a popular alternative. Temporary tattoos are increasingly popular, are an increasingly popular alternative for those on the fence about to tattoo or not to tattoo. A 2008 Harris poll found that the biggest reason people cited for regretting their tattoos was that they were too young at the time when they got one. Tattoo removal can be very long, often very expensive and painful process. Temp2, a line of extremely realistic looking rub-on tattoos, lasts three to five days before washing off. That's like when you go to the, the state fair and you get it out of the gumball machine, you spit on it, you put it. Cracker jacks. The company has seen a thousand percent increase in commercial sales in the past year. But for teams like Hembrine and Lysicium, a permanent tattoo is their tattoo of choice, a choice they're content to live with for the rest of their lives. I like the idea that they're always going to be there, Hembry said. I like the passion associated with them. Now, <clears throat> I read the whole thing in its entirety. I know it was very painful uh, to all of you. What is missing from the entire article? Father. Common sense. And hit it right out of the park. There is not one mention of a dad. Not one mention of the dad. The first, the first uh, 
case study where they bring uh, Linsicium or whatever. I, I've already closed out the uh, the article. That's the mother's last name. The last name of the son was Harold or something like that. These are all single moms. There wasn't one fucking dad around to say, listen, dipshit, no, you ain't getting a tattoo. Nor was there any mention of where these kids are getting this money for all these tattoos. Mm-hmm. Well, their mom, I presume. I mean, they're, maybe they're working a job. How expensive is a tattoo? Tattoos are expensive. Yeah, they're actually a little pricey there. Really? Hang on, yeah. let's take a look. Yeah, this oh, is- so single moms, and somehow these kids are finding the money to spend hundreds of dollars. Well, you know where single moms get their money? Through their chemical engineering degrees they all have, and all the time they spend <laughs> in the military, right? Serving our country, right? Why am I so, typing in single moms? I want so to cost the tattoo. All the, the, times they, all the uh, hours they spend in the coal mines. Yeah, that's uh, single moms. <laughs> Back to the lying thing. If you're an artist, yeah, that's how you make your money now. So just put on temporary tattoos and do tattoos on other people. If you're an artist, you'll make a ton of money. It's not that expensive. The, uh, uh, average tattoo is around 750 bucks. Not that expensive? Oh, well, how big is that? Yeah, is that just 18, one for like what, what, a 16, 17, 18 year old? No, the prices yeah. the prices were ranging from 50, uh, 50 to like $2,000. I'm going to assume they're going to go on the lower end, uh, but they're not going to have some like little script called Peace and Harmony or some other bullshit. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be, that's why I said 750 ever so roughly. Yeah, but but yeah, you're right. No, no father's mentioned at any point no no much darn it and you really just hit that one out of the park thanks for ruining yeah, the i'm kind of surprised and you were you know you were kind of apt on that this is un- unlike unlike you actually to be this insightful but yeah, <laughs> good job wouldn't you figure it out uh around the second or third example i started thinking oh they're not ever gonna mention any fathers are they yeah, Bob McKenzie's father said, you're fucking nuts and I'll spank you silly until you limp into the seventh grade. <laughs> <clears throat> Never happened. All right. Well, the, um, the thing, well do, you, do, you, do you have a question to follow? I, I, I got another super chat I want to read, but do you have a, more questions for us first? No, that was it. I just, we could, I got plenty of articles, but um, and none of them are good or happy. Another one about tattoos, about how teens are changing it garage logic got canceled i want to laugh about those guys a little bit because this was a very popular local talk show and when social media or so not social media podcasting and blogs were coming on they were mocking and ridiculing it now they're gonna go you you, you, you'd mentioned that garage thing before yeah it's Um, a good it's a good show and uh whatever i wouldn't even say professional disagreements um little kind of more of a kind of thing happened to them there is a good show and I think they're going to do a hell of a lot better on, on the internet, but their, their host is just this old fart baby boomer with his journalism degree who still reads the freaking paper, you know, the physical paper, you know, these guys cheaters on and, and just, you know, I was like, dude, you got this raw talent. You can make a lot more on the internet. And then they kind of openly mock, Oh, what's a blog? Oh, I'll never read a blog. It's like, well, you're going to read them now, pal. Yeah. I don't think they make uh, print papers anymore, but, um, uh, Atham uh, sends six dollars and sixty six cents. I don't know what I don't know what that symbolism is there. Uh, anyway, he asks, "Do you guys think that Jordan Peterson might be controlled opposition? Media outlets that hate in caps Trump will turn around and praise Peterson." Thoughts? Yeah, I, I can say huh? something about it. 
go ahead. Uh, when I was mentioning Jordan Peterson before and just, you know, the, the whole question about Stefan Molyneux and Jordan Peterson, it's like, um, well, these guys rise and then they make a mistake or something and people turn on them and they throw them under the bus. That's the classic example. It's just, it, I think we've been so beaten down that, that, you know, oh, why is this guy so popular? He, there must be something wrong with them, you know? And so that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You just can't win. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't think he's controlled opposition. I think he wrote a fucking book that he believed in. I think he fought against the laws that were passed in Canada, and he was kind of thrust into the media uh, limelight. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He isn't fucking perfect. So you're not going to agree. I hate it when people say, like, with the whole Alex Jones getting banned thing. Well, I don't agree with everything he says. Who the fuck agrees with any, <laughs> everything that anybody says? Nobody. You never agree with everything somebody says or does. But you should support them if they're mostly on your side. And our side constantly, if you, it's like this purity test that it, if you fuck up or if you don't believe a certain way, or, uh, then they just disregard you. They just throw you, you're controlled opposition, you're this, you're that. And so I thought that, that was a kind of an interesting question and in that it kind of proved the point that I was trying to make earlier is that is that these flash in the pans, that's why, is because the, our side is so temperamental when, when you make a mistake, man, they just, they, they're done with you. Well, I saw that with Miley Yiannopoulos. I mean, there was one where I'm like, <clears throat> what he said wasn't, you know, if you take the time to defend this gentleman from the lies of the left, it would be good to still have this so much charismatic, uh, maybe attention hoary, but it would be good to have a gay man who believes in freedom and free markets and capitalism on our side, whatever your disagreements may be. But yeah, there's certainly the slightest infraction uh, and they're gone. But what's help me out? What's controlled opposition? Uh, you, well, Anne, why don't you take this? I think you 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 know what they mean by that. It, it's basically when the powers that be kind of plant somebody, maybe pay them off to sort of spout sort of edgy, sort of you know, right wing or whatever's on the downside right now opinions that aren't aren't that dangerous just to sort of entertain the masses and keep them from reading the really good edgy stuff like my blog man right <laughs> i still like don't like a distraction it, like a, a phony a phony enemy like yeah um, yeah and then, so the, and then the, when hold the, it hold it hold it the left paid them yeah the left are the powers that be so that when the rubber hits the road, they can take this control opposition and be like, okay, man, now what you got to do is get all your followers not to vote for Trump. And then they do that. And yeah, it seems a little far fetched. Yeah, it, even... it really is. It's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's basically conspiracy theory. And it's sort of, I think it, the, the thinking behind it is that it, it appeases the other side. Yeah. But they won't succeed. It's like, well, there's this voice out there that's popular so it's like you feel, okay, something's being done, but since they're, quote, controlled opposition, they're yeah. actually nothing. They'll just keep moving along in the direction that the powers that be want to, and yeah. the side that's trying to stop them will be appeased because, well, that guy's fighting, and, well, th- but he's controlled opposition. He's actually not fighting. I, th- I think, sorry, I, th- I think a good deal of the problem is that people are so emotionally attached to every single opinion they have that even if they generally agree with someone or they respect their attempts to seek the truth, if they disagree with that person on one issue that they're just really emotionally attached to, they just want to throw that person out entirely. 
Yep. Okay. And I, I think I learned my vocabulary lesson for the day. <laughs> and libertarians are passionate about every oh, issue. <laughs> Don't even start. <laughs> if I you know, know libertarians should all be uh, executed as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's it's really hard to have an intellectual life when people are so emotional about their so-called intellectual. Right. Yeah. I remember when libertarians were cool. Yeah. You could have a conversation and they weren't ranked leftist socialists. Like the the there's a book out there called Libertarian Socialism. I'm like, that's not a thing. That's right. not a thing. <laughs> that's a contradiction in terms. It's an oxymoron. Yeah. Right, exactly. That's it. it. It it's it's like a gay Muslim. It's not a thing. It's just <laughs> and there's now there are more of a libertarian. Like, what's his name? I think uh uh, was it? Yeah. Noam Trotsky, not Noam Trotsky, Noam, Noam, Noam Trotsky. Trotsky. He's like, I'm a libertarian <laughs> socialist. And I, I'm looking at him. I'm like, you know, I knew you were bullshit when they forced me to listen to you when I was 19 in college. And now I really know you don't know jack fuck all shit. I mean, that is just libertarian socialist. Uh, all right. Um, let's see. We got anything else in the super chats there, uh, John? Yeah, we got another, another one. Uh L oh here's his name. I always pronounce trouble pronounces this this guy's name. L O eh. Mayo. Is it Mayo? Yeah. Oh yeah, we just call him Mayo. That's right. Mayo, uh, yeah. Hey Cappy, are you coming to San Diego before January uh next year? I want to buy you a beer and meal in my favorite bar in Coronado. Uh craft beer time. Where is it in Coronado? I might have been there. Uh, he he, oh, he's got a text back. Yeah, I I'd love to if I am. I just Look, I, guys, uh, I hope everyone's listening. Not to sound like an arrogant prick, but uh, I'm an arrogant prick. <clears throat> I If I'm in <laughs> town, I'll let you know. Sometimes I come to town, I don't even tell anybody because sometimes, well, I'm usually working or I'm busy or, or whatever. Um, but that San Diego, I, I there's just aside from. Uh, by the way, sorry, he says Mc, McPee's Bar. Hadn't been there. Hadn't been there. I, I was in the area by the. Um, some like it hot hotel, the, uh, the Coronado, that, that's the name of the hotel. Um, yeah, I, if, if I'm in town, I'll, I'll let you guys know, but people, it's almost like my mother, not to besmirch Mayo, but my mom's like on a, on July 14th, 2021 at 6 PM, what are you going to be doing? I'm like, fuck you, mom. I don't know. Why are you asking me this question? So if I'm there, cool. If not, don't worry about it, but I will be in Vegas um october uh, and maybe i'll ride down to san diego but it's like a five-hour ride and um unless my buddy alex is around or a couple other friends it's just it's just such a long drive i um i mean it was cool when i was in my younger 30s but now that i'm 43 and i've ridden all over it's kind of like oh yeah that that's gonna be a long drive and it's like or i can sit here in the pool hey it's the pool I right. just wanted to respond to another comment in the chats that didn't have a, uh, somebody said that, uh, you know, you saying Noam Chomsky is bullshit. Uh, you know, that's, he's way out of your league. I just looked up really quick to make sure Noam Chomsky. I, I typed that in and I started typing uh, libertarian socialist in it. And the, the search field. comes up, Noam Chomsky creating a libertarian socialist society. <laughs> and there's all kinds of videos on it. And so, yeah. But he's my, bullshit. He's bullshit. I know, but here's here's my whole point about that libertarian socialism thing. <clears throat> at least on the face, at least on the marketing face of socialists or the democratic socialists of America or or the left, the left would always be for social rights, 
like the right to abortion, the right to, I don't know, the freedom of speech. I mean, the, the right to guns. Oh, wait, the last two. I don't, in other words, though, I'm simplifying it. The left was for various so a gay marriage, um, <clears throat> reproductive rights. You know, fine. You, you have all these social freedoms. But w- when you are a socialist, you would then say, but we're against economic freedoms. We're taking half or 75 or all percent of your money. Uh, we're redistributing it. And that's a socialist. So the libertarian socialist basically is repeating the same thing. It's redundant because, well, okay, you're a libertarian. So what? You want your pot. You want your divorce. You want your um, reproductive rights. You want whatever. But you still want to take – yeah, you still want to take half of the people's money. Well, that's – fuck. just just say you're a goddamn socialist. There's no libertarianism. What's with the unnecessary prefix? I mean I've heard libertarians basically say um, – what – socially liberal economically conservative or something that's kind that's, of a that's simple, a libertarian yes. simple way and so if you want oh i'm a socialist because i believe in gay marriage no you're a libertarian that so pick one what do they think they're gonna buy pot with if they're socialists it'll be free it'll be free Anne. it'll all be free have you been to colorado like, hey, man like, you know, it sucks. I gotta pay for pot, man. <laughs> they should give it out for free. I want free education and free abortions and free food and free housing and free pot, man. It's like, okay, well, what you're gonna have Venezuela pretty soon. If if we get to the point that pot is free, then there won't I got news, there won't be no pot in the shelves. There won't be anything else in the shelves either. Yeah, free pot will last one month, and then we'll be eating rats. God Almighty, I just uh, well, so- I, I think that, you know the whole idea of like people doing pot. Like, I think there might be a silver lining to that because like everybody's known a pothead, right? Like these are the most lazy, unproductive yeah. people that you can possibly fathom, right? Could we agree on that? Oh so yeah. The, these are gonna like when the shit hits the fan. These are gonna be the first people that die off. They won't even know that the shit hit the fan. <laughs> well, <laughs> What's that, that smell? <laughs> man, it's such a pretty sunset. I didn't know the sun was in the shape of a mushroom, man, going up into the sky. Yeah, they, they will just, you know, I mean, these are people that, you know, they. Uh, I don't know if you have them where you are, Aaron, but, uh, you know, as you know, in Seattle, you, you've been to Seattle and Portland, so, you know, the, the white people with the dreadlocks and, I mean, these people can't muster up enough energy to bathe with soap and water. So uh, I, 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 I'm, I can't wait for the things to get real because these are going to be the first people that die off. They're, even sober potheads are worthless because all they're doing is looking to get more pot. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's yeah. all it is. I, I had a roommate once who was a pothead. And uh, it got so bad that he was blowing guys over in Minneapolis. Oh, he dude wasn't even gay. That's how, how addicted he was to pot. And uh, it was just kind of sad because he would be kind of like, hey, you know, you can, you can make a lot of money, you know. Uh, <laughs> He's, he starts his own video. For pot? <laughs> for pot, yeah. I mean, he might have been on something oh else. Oh, my God. I guess he'd like if you were a heroin addict, but just to get weed? Well, he, could, well, he, he really, see. really, really didn't like work either. Really did you like see that work. guy in the videos you were talking about? You could be me. I've got a method. Look at all the pot I've got. Look at this <laughs> apartment that I'm living in. Just follow my five step. <laughs> step one. No, you got to do it in the pot. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do with a green screen. 
You find you find a good alley. Step two, man. Make sure the alleys near there is a bunch of gay old men. <laughs> you gotta stay in shape. Oh my bro. god, you, Aaron, you gotta do it, man. You gotta <laughs> get a fucking uh, Bob Marley hat with some dreadlocks, even though I'm the whitest yeah, motherfucker in the world. That would be hilarious. That would be great. Yeah. Step four. <laughs> Go get yourself some Vaseline, put it around your lips. Step five, let the cash rake in. <laughs> Sometimes you can skip the cash part and directly get paid in trade and barter if he's got the pot on him, man. <laughs> God. Oh, God. oh, man, that is. <laughs> but lie, lie the entire time, too, on those transactions as well. It's... Oh, God. Yeah. What else we got? Anything else in the chat room? Okay, uh, yeah, hold on. This and just, just, just so I know, make sure we're thorough. Have we gone all the way up through the – making sure we got all the super chats in case there are questions associated? Um, yeah, I think we got all the – there's lots of questions, but we didn't get all uh, – I got all the super chats. Uh, uh, John Main says, sends two pounds. Okay, British guy. Uh, That's try, uh, almost four bucks or three dollars and change, yeah. Uh, well, no, I think you know, but hasn't the uh, all the other foreign currencies been crashing against the dollar just recently? I don't know. Uh, Let's not ruin the moment with that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> try Highland Park whiskey made in uh, Orkney, Scotland. Um, all right. Well, well, if it's whiskey, though, wouldn't it? If it's made in Scotland, it would be Scotch. It's, it's a Scotch whiskey. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's why it's a W H I S K Y. That's a that's a Scotch whiskey, and our whiskey is an E Y, I believe. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because I know the whole thing about Scotch is it's that's because it's made in Scotland. Um, okay, Darius, Darius again, Darius Thurman says, uh, socialists sterilize, mass murder, censor. Yes, they do. Uh, that was the whole thing about, uh, I think when Aaron had the Freudian slip, he said, Noam, Noam Trotsky, Noam Trotsky, that's why Anna, Anna DT and I were laughing at him, mm-hmm. was because, uh, yes, uh, uh, Trotsky and Stalin and and all those guys, uh, they they you know they start out with the censor. That that's how like I think DT what you what you were tr- I think you were getting at. I don't want to speak for you, but I think what you were getting at about the Alex Jones thing where people go, well I don't agree with Alex Jones, but and you're like fuck that part. Just get right. to the point yeah. why it's yeah, wrong. Just get to yeah yeah. You don't need to, when you're defending free speech. You don't need to say well I don't agree with everything Alex Jones says. Obviously, just you right. know defend well, we, free we, speech. I mean you don't yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what, you know, that's what the, the, you know, this whole thing that's going on right now, like, and especially with Alex Jones, it was, it was highly coordinated. Um, I didn't follow it as closely as some of the other people on the, uh, you know, interwebs uh, are, you know, like Aaron is much bigger internet presence than I do, but some of the other people that I'm friends with have, and they showed how coordinated it was. Yeah. There was, you know, it was YouTube, it was Facebook, it was um, uh, Twitter, it was, I mean, they like all like on the same day, just all of a sudden he just got massively deplatformed. Uh, so this wasn't like an accident or it wasn't a quote unquote algorithm. I mean, these were a bunch of people that got together and said, okay, yeah. we're taking this guy off the internet. Yep. Right. That's the first stage. <clears throat> Don't worry. The starvation comes later when their socialist utopia doesn't have the economic production. They thought it would. That's the funny part. That's the <laughs> moment to the leftists. <laughs> Where they're all promoted to like vice rear deputy director of uh, thought and kindness, and there is no food, and they're like, yeah, here's your, here's where your masters in sociology got you. Um, with the chats, uh, just so everybody knows, I, I I don't mind. Just so you know, John, I don't mind answering uh, questions if they're if they're good. 
uh, in the chat room. But the, if you do do a super chat, that does guarantee that it comes right to the forefront, and then I, I, I will answer it. Um, yeah, because he, he, Aaron forces me to read it. He, he whips me if I don't. So. I do. Yeah. We got is, anything else? Anything else in the chat room? Or are we good? Uh, well, well, there's been a lot of stuff in the chat. I, I haven't uh, read through it all, but uh, Cowardly the Dog says a dollar pound equals a dollar thirty U.S. I don't know if that's true or not, or are you just making yeah, it up? Yeah, yeah. So uh, two sixty. So we got two sixty. Right, yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah, there was a bunch of stuff in the chat, but I can't uh, go through it all right now, real quick. But th- that, that's, that's all right. The, is that if if they want, you know, if, if they want donate a buck or whatever, it goes right up to the thing. Uh, then we, then we notify it. Um, although is the is the chat room clean this time? I, I, Atham was telling me he's like, dude, the chat room and what you're talking about have absolutely no correlation whatsoever. Uh, well, like, it depends on where you know where you know where we go. Um, that's that that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, it dep- if if you get pre- people with strong uh, personalities and they're good typists in the chat room, it can. It can go all, all over the place. There's our mutual friend that Becklove says he goes, uh, the, the chat room is the tool of the devil. Yeah. Good old Chris tunes in. Oh, that's nice that Chris. We gotta have him on one of these days. <clears throat> yeah, well he's he's uh he's having some Jesus issues, so we'll, we'll what? see. What Jesus issues is he wait, is this the fucking bringing back the thirty years war bullshit that him and yeah, Dave yeah, is yeah, off? Oh, so our, our mutual acquaintances. Jesus Christ, let's split some pubic hair while we're at it. That, <laughs> that came across my feed and I just kinda yeah. Um <laughs> well, you see, man, Mary, she's more of like an idolized thing. But in the after the uh, the uh, what's it called? Vatican II, man. Well, you see, things were different. Oh, my God. Are they arguing the Reformation? No, no. That thankfully ended. And thankfully, this is just my opinion, Chris. Nobody has to. You know, I'm sure every, I'm sure no, it was but, very but interesting. To answer, to answer Anne's question, um, I, I don't know if Anne follows anymore, but the, the, some of these people that we know, uh, some feelings were. Uh, you know, I think some friendships were ended over. Bruised, bruised. You know, it's not that I don't, I don't take an interest in these people anymore. It's just I got a lot of shit going on. So uh, that's sad. It is sad because everyone's on the same team. You know, kind of like here's here's what it's like, uh, and I'm sure this analogy has been used before. Uh, we're the Federation. You know, let's say the Protestants are the Federation. They're bumming around. You know, they're doing things. They got George Luke. They got. Kirk and he's banging aliens. Everyone's having a good old time. And then there's the Klingons, all those dirty, no good Catholic Klingons. And they start blasting over each other because they're arguing over who's the better captain, Kirk or Spy or uh, uh, Picard. And then meanwhile, while they're blasting each other, uh, in comes the, the Borg, AKA the Muslims. And they look at the Muslims a little bit and they say, fuck it. I want to kill him because he thinks Picard's the better captain. And they go back to fighting each other because maybe Mary was a virgin on Tuesday. And, and, and then the, the Muslims are like, no, nah, take our time. Let's take a break. They're going to let them, let them duke it out themselves. That's what we were talking about earlier, though, where it's just like if you disagree on any one little thing, yeah, it can – you just completely th- throw people away. Just throw them out. Yeah, yeah I, I, had a, I had a former sort of friend who started calling me a pig because he disagreed with one of my YouTube videos. Which one? Uh, the, the one about abortion. Oh, you know, which is which is which is a topic that people get extremely angry about. Yeah, but my, my yeah. argument was that it shouldn't be about the mother and punishing or worrying about the rights of the mother. The argument should be about the child. And a lot of the time people have kids that they don't want. And those kids have a horrifying, shitty life. 
And even though abortion is murder, sometimes murder is not the worst thing you can do to somebody. I disagree with you, Ann, and you are a pig. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Never talk to me again, you heart. No, no, I, I can understand disagreeing with me because it's not a popular opinion, but just suddenly, like, turning on somebody, I'm like, well, I guess I know what your friendship was worth now. Jack well, and shit. You were making a larger point, though, than the simplistic point. And you you were making a more, um, I don't know, all-encompassing point of valuing life, period, <laughs> rather than just value and just making an argument over that. And we don't want to do a show about abortion because that's not a good idea. Yeah. But but you just to say, I I respect that arg- the argument you are constructing there because you are trying to make a much larger point about the value of the life, not just at birth, but throughout life. And I think if we focused on that a little bit more, yeah, we wouldn't be where we're at. Yeah. No, I, I think that uh, the TT, I think that uh, what you said is very important. Um, really I think well, that, well, well the, the whole idea of like this, I think, you know, at DT to a lesser extent, um, Anne and Aaron, I know that we have uh, our acquaintanceship, you know, overlaps, you know, our circles overlap a little bit. And uh, we have people who are, uh, devoutly christian but dif- in different sex you know yeah. like you know and and the it's you know aaron said it as a joke but it's kind of true where they're actually trying to splice a pubic hair and, and <laughs> ingrown and ingrown <laughs> and and they're they've allowed this and unfor- this is true this actually has actualized where they've actually friendships has have dissolved i'm not kidding yeah no it was it was uh and I'll say it again. Uh, the Backlog is one of my favorite podcasts. I do not miss an episode. But there was it. It was those where the the Protestant. We had the Thirty Years War again, uh, version two point bigger, better, more pubic hair. Uh, and then there was the where they were doing um, reviews of porn actresses' videos, not the actual porn, but the the documentaries. That these porn actresses would put themselves up on YouTube. Well, you know, oh, the, re- the retard sex thing. Yeah, the retard sex, uh, and that's some of those I had to tune out. Uh, but thankfully, they haven't brought those back. But uh, yeah, no, it, yeah, it, I, know, it, I didn't like when he did that. Actually, that was kind of, uh, uh, I don't know. I... But here's again, here's let's bring up a point. If I recall correctly, Chris did point out that they were getting tons of traffic, and the, even they were getting grossed out, like where they're saying we can't do this anymore. It's, it's disturbing. And a lot of it was, but man, the the normies and conformies tuned into that shit. Right. Uh, so you know, maybe he was onto something. You know, maybe maybe I should just have the poop and fart joke podcast with Clary <laughs> and the Bong. You know. Yeah, but I mean, if you get to that, like, I mean, I mean let, let you know, get a channel on like a tube site, you know, and and just you know, uh, you know, get yeah. I mean, you can make a porno now with your fucking cell phone. You know, and then just do that. You'll get more traffic then. I, I, point, uh, that involves people. I, John, what you and I should do is we should just dress up like potheads and do a pot show. And it would be called Poop and Fart. And then, <laughs> hey, man, like we're going to play some bongo drums, man. And I, I wonder, we could get dressed up, we could do it, and just play some bongos and smoke fake pot. I wonder if we put that on the internet, if that wouldn't get more you know like i get a million hits or something because it's just you know it might we could have the split screen going on and the title of the show would be called weed dude 
And, and no, I'm serious. He's called weed, dude. And we could sm- like it, like you could make your cigar out to be like a blunt. Sure, sure. And, and we would just like do it, and we'd be like, "Yeah, man." Hey, man. And we would, would talk about that? like like a Star Trek, like one specific scene from like a Star Trek episode. And like, yeah, man. Like what that was really about was the cosmos, man. That would that would be a segment called "What It Was Really About." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What is it really? See, now I'd be the high nasally pitched, the more edgy. Hey, man, like, you know, I'm always taking a shit. And you'd be like, dude, man. You'd be more Keanu Reeves. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Dude. What if you like, took I, like- I, well, you, you would say all the, um, all the like really important stuff. And I'd just go, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, we might get more attention if we all decided to get into some really fucking stupid fight. We'd, we'd, oh we'd, yeah, let's tell the. Oh yeah, like so. Anne, uh, by the way, uh, I'm really pissed off about the fact that you're not accepting the fact that I am uh, trans. Um, I think it's really fucked up about this. I think you're a bitch. That's that's no, too serious. We need something really petty. Uh, okay. Um, I tried. Yeah, we gotta find something that people would that any any outside observer would say. I don't care. Okay, this is gonna be a very obscure reference, but. This is – I want Beckloff, I want Davis, I want Pastor Tom, and I want anybody else who engaged in that 30 years war. <laughs> I want you to all – I know you guys don't like the animus because you're racist and you hate the Japanese. <clears throat> There's an episode in the series called Space Dandy, and I forget the name or which number it is, but basically the space guys, they're in a space crew, and they, they adventure in outer space. It's a very original concept, and they go to this planet – and there's two <clears throat> aliens left on this planet. One's red, one's blue. One of them wears pants. The other wears shirts. And they have been fighting for the past, I guess, million years over who wore shirts and who wore pants. And so they crash land, and one of the escape pods lands near the blue alien. The other one lands near the red one. And they both try to explain the philosophy and the religion behind the blue pants and the red shirts or something like that. And they, they show the, the burial grounds of all the different aliens that have been slain over this war. And they ultimately come to find out that these two are going to go to epic battle for the final battle for the blue versus the, the red uh, aliens that they don't remember why they were so upset that it pissed them off that they wore shirts and those guys wore pants. And it's, it is hilarious it's a much more intellectual show than you think. Every one of you guys were that were in uh, the Thirty Years' War Part Two. You need to watch that episode, and then realize to us outside observers, that's what it looked like. There was a that might be a ripoff of a Star Trek episode where there was a, a race of aliens that had white on one side of their face and black on the other, and the other one was just reversed. Okay, and they warred against each other, even though they basically. They looked like a mirror image. They looked basically the same, except for, you know, they were a mirror image of each other. So mm. that might they might have ripped them off. I don't know. Maybe Star Trek ripped off the anime show. I don't no, know. the anime know came out 2013, 2014. Oh, okay, so they definitely <laughs> ripped, they ripped off, off Star Trek. Yeah, no, I, I think even Beckloff even mentioned that episode because uh, it, it literally was a mirror thing. If you painted one side of your face, and, and then the it, it was actually a tragic episode of Star Trek. This is the original series. Uh, from the 60s, where they literally, their entire planet killed each other down to the last man because mm. of that difference. 
Um, I think they were trying to make it a racial thing, you know, back then that was in the 60s. But the, the point is that, yeah, basically Beckloff and some of our other mutual friends slash acquaintances are refining it. But there is another question in the uh, uh, another Super Chat. I like uh, me the I, Super Chats. Uh, yeah, $5 from our friend Mayo. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm just going to call you Mayo because I can't I can't pronounce your Mayo, handle. save some of that money. You know, like, you, you, you know, I know the free lodging and the GI Bill don't just, you know, it'll be sad that, like, uh, there'll be a documentary later uh, and they'll they'll lead in, like, uh, Mike Tyson, MC Hammer, Mayo. What did these men have to talk? They had millions until they spent it on bugs, uh, drugs, booze, women, and super chats. And then there'll yeah, be, be Mayo will be like, yeah, man, like I had. $10 million in net worth, but I was addicted to super chats and I gave it to this fucker, Clary. No, he's looking well, at I think, I think he'll survive the five bucks, but um, he says, guys, uh, and th- I'm guessing this question is kind of going to be directed towards me or I'm going to be at the one that answers it. He goes, guys, I'm moving to Seattle next year and I'm curious how much of a hellhole Seattle is for dating. I know it won't be like Chicago for easiness. Um, Okay. Uh, Go ahead, John. I, I have I have some empirical evidence, but I'm curious because you're on ground zero there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, man, I, I'm not sure what your age is. If you're in your 20s, uh, Seattle is probably the worst city, worst large city in the country to be in uh, for dating outside of, I don't know, Anchorage, Alaska. Um, it's horrible here. Uh, not, not just in the number of, you know, the disparity of male to female ratio is, is working against you. Uh, but just the caliber of women, they are just fucking wildebeests. And, uh, I mean, just, just awful. Um, now if you're older, it's, this might sound, seem counterintuitive. Like I'm in my forties. It's actually easier. Like if, if you don't mind dating chicks over 40, um, you know, because uh, I like to prey on chicks, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Fraternity? You know, well, well, no, I, I just like to uh, prey on w- uh, women's insecurities. That Trust me, that's a really I, – I, I, could, I, could, I could do like one of those uh, TV shows you were talking about, those ads, you know, how to be like me. Uh, yeah, you could do that. But if you're, if you, if you're looking to, you know, wanting to bang like young, you know, tight, thin, 20-something – uh, Seattle is is probably one of the worst places on the planet. Now, if you want to like be banging, you know, cougars and stuff like that, surprisingly, Seattle's a good place for that. But anyway, where um, because well, here's my here's a question, and and Mayo, maybe you could put it in the <clears throat> the chat. Where are you going to be stationed? I'm assuming he's going to be stationed. Tacoma is the naval base. Is that it, John? Or no, where there, there's uh, well, there's there's Whidbey Island, I think, and there's uh, the joint uh, joint uh, McCord. Uh, joint uh, it used to be Air Force Base. Now it's the Joint Base uh, McCord. Um, so I'm guessing that's uh, where he is because I think he, he said he was a Navy, right? Right, uh, right. Is it gonna be, well, here's here's a question: Is it going to be anywhere near the neighborhoods or, or uh, uh, hamlets that cougars are in? Because if uh, he's no, in Tacoma, not. he's fucked. I mean, I would rather fuck a tree. I take my drill, drill a hole, and fuck a tree before I fuck a girl in Tacoma. <laughs> that's how bad the girls were in Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty bad, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> Without lube, that visual, I just I can't get that thing out of my mind. That'd right be now. funny. Cop comes out, uh, sir. What are you doing? Not fucking a Tacoma chick. That's what I'm doing, officer. God bless it. You mentioned the cop having to write up that certificate. What was he doing? He's Is- probably seen worse. He's probably yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, Tacoma. Uh, actually, Tacoma, you can get laid, but uh, it's funny. An ex-girlfriend I used to have, she used to call the Tacoma girls uh, river women 
these are the chicks that were always wearing like the blue eyeshadow from the 80s and that kind of stuff. But your, your odds of getting laid in Tacoma are a lot better than they are in Seattle. And um, to be honest, Seattle, it, it's kind of weird now because uh, how do I say housing price, homeowner prices are what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, have, have, have to, to such an extreme that people are leaving and a lot of people are being forced to go to cities like Tacoma, but because you simply, the average person can't afford to live here anymore. That's how ridiculous it's gotten. Oh, well, I, uh, to answer your question, Mill, from my observations, um, John is 100% correct. I was appalled and I'm not saying this to be funny. I'm not saying this for entertainment. I am telling you, I was appalled at the lack of good-looking people, both male and female, uh, in the Seattle area. Now, I hung out predominantly in Tacoma. I did make my way up to Seattle. Uh, but these are very ugly people, all tattooed, <laughs> all hideous. The women are overweight. It's, I mean, the guys are wimpy. Um, it's, it, it is the most uh, – maybe I, I haven't been to Portland, but it is the most uh, repulsive group of people physically I've seen. Uh, out of all of the United States cities, major ones that I, that I've been to, Wyoming it's worse. Uh, but you know, thankfully there's no water no, there. So Portland is actually it's, it's hard to believe, Aaron. Portland is actually even worse than Seattle. Yeah, I know that's I, hard to believe. But I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. But um, to provide further proof, just listen to our good friend TJ Martinell. You go to tjmartinell.com. I would download and listen to his podcast. He only has like 17 episodes up, but he was a young man such as yourself. Still is young. He's 30. Um, he's been on the show a couple times. Um, and he has his own podcast, tjmartinell.com, and you could just listen and get a good beat. He left because the quality of women were shit. I mean, if you're looking to get laid, John's cougar idea might work, but if you're looking for a wife, it ain't here or there, uh, and it, it was enough to drive, and Martinell's a good-looking strap dude. He is a good-looking strap dude, and it drove him out. So, yeah, don't I don't know. Maybe now's a good time to get that master's degree in nuclear engineering you wanted or something. There's just there's just nothing to look pretty at in, in Seattle. Yeah, guys, if you're if you're in your twenties, um, just stay out of here. I mean, it's it, I mean it's nothing but heartbreak, and you're gonna end up with some freaking wildebeest. Um, it's it's nasty, and Chicago's actually a great town. I, I don't Chicago's know. Chicago's great. Um, I, 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 you know, every time I went to Chicago, I hooked up and the well, same with New York city is, uh, I don't know if it's still like that, but, um, yeah, great times there. Well, um, I'll, I'll, to, in case he's listening, he happened to have his girlfriend with him, w- uh, with him. Elkins landed a hottie. Nice. He's, he's, he's all, I had to like, look at him like this, this one eyebrow up, like, what the hell is wrong with you? So he sends me this picture of this gorgeous woman. He's like, yeah, she's a little bit older than me. And you know, I don't know if I'm like. You're learning like three years difference as she's older than you get. To, I'm like, look at her for God's sake. She's great. What the hell is wrong with you? And then, so I always gave him guff. I'm like, so how is your ARP uh, member girlfriend or how is uh, Gertrude or how is uh, Phyllis? And, but now he's, uh, he's stopped complaining. He's, uh, he's happy. <laughs> well, she's taking good care of him. She's um, a nice gal and she's not a socialist. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Well, and then, and, and if she's, you know, she's a hottie and she takes care of, I mean, you know, the age difference, like it, it's depending. Well, I don't know if you guys, uh, I, I want to ask this before, like you close out um, the Asia Argento thing uh, where she, it was revealed. This was the chick that claimed that she was raped by Harvey Weinstein, even though she dated him for three years. Right. Um, you know, at Cannes, she got up. I don't know if you saw that. It kind of went viral on YouTube where she said that, you know, 
he used Ken as a uh, is it Ken or Cans? I never. It doesn't matter. The um, yes, she's she's the gal who's con. Users and the MeToo movement, and then it got found out that she paid off a sixteen or seventeen year old boy that she had sex with. Yeah, who who she had been friends with since he was six. Oh, um, yeah, because I think they starred <laughs> together in a show. Like she was his mother at one time. Yeah, it yeah. was a film where he played her son. And she had, had this, uh, yeah, and she had this relationship with them. And anyway, she had sex with them when they, when uh, she was seventeen. And I don't know. And this is the you know, and she was saying like you know she was a victim. And now it just came no. But here's the cherry on top. Uh, now she's saying that she didn't pay him off. It was and there's no way to prove this. this is a brilliant idea. She's blaming her dead husband who committed suicide because she cheated on him, saying, no, I didn't pay pay off him. It was my dead husband doing that. Wow. Can't piss on that corpse enough, can we? Oh, I, mean, I mean, no, isn't that like the ultimate, like, fuck you? It is, but... I, she's I lying, right? <laughs> I'm happy. No, I'm it's, sure she's telling the truth, uh, you know. I mean, but, I mean, what it, it's... it's Okay, weasels are going to weasel, right? You know, a guy, guy in, uh, in Elk River wears blue shirt on Tuesday. Uh, so what? She's going to lie. The good news about this is this is the biggest cup of shut the fuck up the Me Too movement has ever had. <laughs> where, where these frauds and phonies, you know, here they are. Every guy's a rapist. Oh, if he, if he tried to, uh, you know, uh, pinch your ass on a Friday night while he was drunk, oh, that's rape. And you could get him 27 years later. It's like, oh, and. And you had sex with the seventeen-year-old boy at the age of forty. <laughs> so it's uh, that might deflate it a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm curious though, like how women survive. Like, um, you know, I mean, Anne, like, how many microaggressions do you experience a day writing the L? <laughs> I just close my eyes. So, like, because it, it, it's not a safe space. Like, that's yeah, the argument they always space. make. It's, it's, like, it, I, I, mean, I, I close my eyes, but then, you know, the manspreading still, like, oozes into my seat. Actually, usually the, the microaggressions on the L that people tend to commit aren't so much manspreading as they are fat spreading. They can't <laughs> yeah, help yeah. Ooze, Oozing into your, into your seat, yeah. Yeah, like, like could, could, could you stand up? You probably should stand up for a while because <laughs> you're right. sitting on me. John, anything else in the chat rooms that looks interesting? Uh, let me just go chat? over one more. Uh, one more final sweep. Uh, Mayo said, uh, this sounds like San Francisco where I grew up. Uh, I forget what we were talking about when he said that. But, uh, you want to know yeah, if Seattle was, was going to be hot. That was, that was, uh, two, that was uh, $2 from our, our buddy Mayo. Mayo, Good. we love you, brother. Uh, yeah, he and, and just so Mayo knows, he emailed me. You are going to be on the show, but I got I want to wait for the right show <clears throat> when I got the right topics. Um, because and I also want to get like Kingswood and Vince, I want to get the guys back and all that, but it depends on the show we're going to have. Uh, all right, good. Since that's the chats, uh, let's go through uh, some house cleaning here. I have a fan mail question, but we'll save that for next week, probably lead with it. Um, if oh, on Olderbrother.com, there's a resource list of YouTube channels, books, websites. If For those of you who are listening, uh, either live or, or post-mortem, uh, if you could email me at olderbrother at yahoo.com, any resource, uh, book, YouTube, et cetera, you'd like to see there. Um, I just threw it up in the 
midst of a website programming uh, blitzkrieg, uh, but it's certainly not uh, complete. So if you guys would go ahead and make some recommendations, email me, olderbrother at yahoo.com. If you have any interesting questions that is not an asshole consulting request <clears throat> or some kind of interesting a tidbit or note or news story, go ahead and send it there. Or something you'd like to address on the Older Brother podcast, you can email me there as well. As well, Everybody right now like the video. Everybody like the video. Do that. Yeah, hit that like button. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. I forgot to do that. You guys included. Go ahead. I was number 15. 15. Good. I will uh, also share. Uh, thank you, Ann. And you are my favorite student now. <laughs> these two, these two jamokes over in the back of the class, they don't pay attention. You're very attentive, and you, you are the teacher's pet. You two schmoes, you wear the dunce caps. Uh, hey, like an apple. Now you get a little bit more. Why don't you stay after class a little bit? <laughs> I like the thigh highs in the short skirt that you wore. That I think God is a Catholic school. Are you uh, gonna use a condom this time, teacher? <laughs> See that pole over there? God almighty, could you imagine me running a classroom? In college, in college, in college, I mean, in college. Yeah, 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 college, yeah. Which yeah, I yeah. did, but not the way I would have liked to have it. That, uh, um, chat room live. If you would like to donate, you can. Go to olderbrother.com slash donate. And we have a Patreon option. Guys, answer a uh, class, answer me this. What do you get if you donate? money to Aaron on Patreon? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. You could go to the PayPal account. It's also linked there over at the donate page. Class, what do you get if you donate money to Aaron on PayPal? Feeling good. No, that's not a thing. That's not really a thing. Okay. Nothing. You also get nothing. However, if you were to do all your shopping through the Amazon affiliate link, which is also located there, you go there first, you click on it and you do some shopping. What do you get? Stuff. You get stuff, and it doesn't cost you anything more. You get stuff. So if you'd like to donate, please do through Patreon or PayPal. I'm not going to complain. But if you would really like to help out the show and me, uh, the rest of the people just show up here charitably. Uh, Go and do all your Amazon affiliate or all your Amazon shopping through my Amazon affiliate program, which you can find there. Uh, That's it. Any other questions or notifications, guys? No, that's it, but you got to let everybody pimp their stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. We're, we'll do that. Let me pimp uh, other people that um, were not here. Michael Kingswood, look up Michael Kingswood, the author. <clears throat> uh, if you would, he's a, a quasi-regular show. SafetyPhD.com, Dr. Perodin, uh, our good buddy Dave. He's busy making money writing a book, consulting at $8,000 an hour or something like that, you know, whatever he does. Um, who else have we got? We might as well give a shout out to the Beckloff. Tune into Landshark on uh, Landshark Beckloff. That's how I find it. Landshark Beckloff on YouTube. Anyone else we regularly listen to there, John? You yeah, got your we own. We listen to Davis, uh, Davis Arini, and uh, uh, Matt Forney, Matt Forney Live. Oh, yeah, Terra House Magazine. Yeah, Terra yeah, Terra House Mag. Yeah, uh, good some good stuff on there. TJ's on there. Yep, TJ's um, on there. Yeah. So yeah, Terra, Terra House is doing well, and there's some some really good stuff in there. They're big. They, they started doing the poetry thing, which I'm not into, but apparently that get, that's getting huge hits. So it's yeah, it's like it's like stuff. retard sex. I'm not kidding. That's it's, it's what sells, <laughs> you know. Poetry and <laughs> yeah. Whoa, what happened, John? All right, um, Ann, tell us about you. Where can we find you? Uh, disasterfitness.com. John Steele has a guest post up there this week. You can also find me at annsterzinger.com and just type my name into Google. I mean, sorry, into Amazon and you will find many a fine book. 
Yes, if you're feeling good about yourself and you want that to end, read Anne's books. <laughs> Except if you're for happy, if you're saying, if you're like the happiest you've ever been, you're like, I wish I could feel like I want to commit suicide right now. Read Anne's books. <laughs> DT. Happynihilist.net. Uh, the podcast is in the works. I just need to find time to to do it. And but once I start, uh, uh, I once I start, I won't stop. So I, that's that's the main thing is just committing to it. So um, there's some things that I need to start out first just to make sure I got the time. But yeah. um, Atham will be happy that you're uh, that you're back. Going to be called the uh, the Will to Power Hour, and it's going to be old fried rich Nietzsche Skahi, other, otherwise known as Frederick Nietzsche. And uh, his will to power book, and just kind of proving that uh, there's nothing really new under the sun. And uh, if if it's uh, if you've heard it, it's probably been said before and said better. So I may um, have to read some of the Cliff Notes version of that, but then I'm this also going to this will be just designed right for you, Clary. It'll be it'll be the Cliff Notes version. It'll Wait, be, so I don't have to of, read? I don't have to read Nietzsche? I can just you won't have to read. I'm, I'll oh, I'll quote it, but uh, you can follow along if you want, class. And... Oh, that'd be great. No reading for Clary. Oh, wonderful. Um, although I will try to watch um, Doctor Strange Love between now and then. <laughs> no, that's right. He still hasn't seen that fucking movie. Well, okay. I haven't seen it. It's like it's not like he's been busy or anything like that. Uh, and then uh, John, what do you got? Okay, well, yeah, you can find me on uh, YouTube, uh, John Steele Show. Um, uh, I did a, rec- a really good show. I filled in for Davis uh, just uh, Sunday night which was a good show. I got a lot of positive feedback on and our mutual friend, uh, David, the doctor, the safety doc uh, wants to interview me. He just sent me a message uh, last night uh, on on his channel. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at, at John underscore steel 99. And that's what I got going on right now. And there'll be other stuff in the works. I'm, I'm going to be more, I'm going to be producing more content, not as much Mm -hmm. as, as Aaron and the rest of you people do, because I have a, another job outside of my You're an adult. webs. You, know? you have to go back to school on, in September. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have to go back to school. What was the name of the gal you interviewed? That was a real good, and I'm not a pagan or anything like that, but that was a very good, I liked her. She was sharp, one sharp cookie. Yeah, Hey Droon, uh, yeah. Hey Droon? Yes. Like, that's that's just like Madonna, Her it's just one name, or is her name like Hey June, but it's Hey Droon? It's it's one word. It's it's a it's a pagan name. Oh. Listen, uh, but yeah, so if people are interested, listen to the podcast that we talk, and it kind of ties into this whole thing with the uh, the Christians, you know, even friends <laughs> refighting the Thirty Years' War, and <laughs> us, you know, uh, to be honest, that was the first time I ever spoke to her one on one. I I had been in uh, group hangouts with her, but I never, you know, uh, communicated with her, just her and me. Uh, and that, that was kind of what the show was. She pretty much co-hosted with me uh-huh. and, uh, we did touch on the idea of the way these Christians are, are, um, c- kind of eating them. So I don't know. I mean, I know Aaron, you're, you're agnostic, you're an atheist, but you, right. you, 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 you get repulsed a little bit when you see friends who are both Christians. It's, it's not repulsed. It's just kind of, what are you guys doing? The Borg's right over there. What the hell? It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're. There's more important things going on, and you guys are arguing over whether or not Mary right. was. Well, a- I, I'll tell you this, but then we'll, we'll get going. I also found it incredibly intellectually pointless. Mm-hmm. There was no intellectual value in it. Um, interpreting scripture, what are the lessons of this particular re- religion say? 
what are some of the key differences from an academic standpoint? But argue, it was arguing over split gray pubic hairs where I'm like, I can't, I, this is just, <clears throat> I couldn't listen to it. So, but, um, all right. So you, we could find you where on YouTube. Uh, John Steele show and Steele is spelled S T E E L E. Correct. John Steele show. Okay, cool. Hey, Drew, don't look so sad. Do, 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 do. Uh, right. I don't even know. Hey, Drew. Hey, Drew. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later. Yeah.